This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Elden Faircloud of the Leviathan server, Seneju Shiku of the Goblin server, Lucian Dantes of Diabolo server. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Live from Aorzea. Limit. To my lair, you must die! Carlo. Take a number! Juxtaposition. I am hilarious and you will quote everything I say. Escalia. So, I'll just be here then. And Mika. Oh, come on, dummy! LimitBreakRadio.com Five! Four! Three! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, a radio... Oh, we're doing this again? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> we haven't done not? this in forever. I know, right? Okay, okay, okay. okay. A radio... A radio... Okay. There we go. What does robotics have to do with anything, Nika? What? Um, the, the, all the elegant shit is a robot. No, Nika, stop. <laughs> Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in live on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If you're listening on the podcast and you have never tuned in live, what the hell, man? Come on. It's a really well, good show. It's, well, they're probably here now. It's the fun times. Here now? Uh, if uh, except instead of fun, read end. <laughs> the end times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was it was something. It sure was something. Uh, if uh, if you want to tune in live, that happens at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. Head there and give it a follow. If you're listening live and you don't listen on the podcast, well, it is it is basically the same thing on <laughs> over there. But we hope that you'll subscribe uh, over at limit break radio. Radio.com, as well as uh, on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, so, joining me, of course, as uh, as as every week, we've got uh, we've got the full crew in full effect. Kahlo Landis, how's it going? Hey. How you doing? Good. It's hot in here. I take off my shirt off. Juxtaposition. I'm doing great. Yeah. I've already taken off my shirt. It's yeah okay. That explains the smell. And Nika Kayanian, how you doing? I like to mention that's not the full cast. Who no, are, who no, are no. Well, yeah, who are we missing? Yeah, we got the full cast. Yeah, that's everyone. <laughs> Wait, oh my seats? gosh, is Senpai finally accepted my offer to become on the show? Uh, no. Oh, oh. Sorry. Hmm. So, so wait, so wait, yeah, wait. Who are I'm confused? Who are we, we missing? We do have a friend named Escalia. Who is oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Whoa, Friend whoa. is a strong term. Yeah, let's not get crazy here. I prefer Just because asshole. He's number six doesn't mean we can cut him out. Uh, I we think that's exactly what. No, that. no, hold on. She's right. She's right. Just being number six alone, no. However, he is a dragoon, so yes, we can absolutely cut him out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, it's, no. Anyway, yes. Okay. So Scully is not here. 
joining us uh, this week. And but nothing of value was lost. <laughs> and yeah, no, no one was sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we are live, of course, from Eorzea. And this week we are live from Idleshire. What the hell? Oh, my Jokster? God. I told you before we yeah. left to put oh, some clothes God. on. What the hell, man? You like this? No. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. I think what? you need my fedora to complete the look. No, here, I actually, you know what? I, I think I, I have something for this. I definitely have something for this. What? Can we put a graphics up over top of him? Uh, I Or s- censor him out? <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it here. Stop, stop that. You don't need to do that. Kooky Persona says that Kahlo in a Zidane outfit is better than Juxta Naked. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Kooky is my number one fangirl. I'm socially awkward. Uh, I, I can't think of how to produce a... Uh, just like just like a straight up, just like black Yeah. Thing. Nah, I, you no, know what? And off the top of my head, I don't know if I know how either. I don't know. Damn it. Oh, None wow. of this was funny at all. Yeah, I know. You're not funny. No, yeah. you're not funny. Come on. We got a show to do. <laughs> Quit effing around. Yeah, well, yeah, have you, haven't you ever heard of dressing professionally? Yeah, come on, man. We're out. We're what fi- is? We're finally out of the cold, blistering <laughs> cold of Ishgard. That's cold. So you know what? It's time for it's time for swimsuits and uh, and suntan. So <laughs> here we go. I think. Oh, oh you did it. You got I, it. I think I have oh. a solution here. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That that'll work. That here. Let's 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 put that down underneath the uh, how to call. There we there go. go. Just so yep. Just so we're clear. There. It's a, it's a little big, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can shrink it up a little bit. Uh, well, it's not big vertically. It, it, notice it's not big vertically. It's big horizontally. It's just so it covers. It's, the, <laughs> he's, it's, cover, it, it's covering those childbearing hips. <laughs> ah, gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so welcome to Limit Break Radio. We have got a huge episode for you guys today. Man. I like how it makes me look like I'm not wearing clothes at all now (laughs) (laughs) well you know if i like it your choice (laughs) oh wait if i move the camera the bar doesn't move with it (laughs) we're just gonna keep that there with the with the the twitter logo right over your face this is appropriate it's okay because uh the last episode i was like behind the chat the whole time so he can deal with it yeah Uh, so welcome to the show. We've got a lot of, t- uh, a, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting topics here for you today. Uh, last week, uh, we were talking about Heaven's Word and how it compares to other MMO expansions. Uh, wow, Final Fantasy 11, uh, and, That's about uh, all we've played. Yeah, uh, there was some Star, there was Star some Star Wars, Wars, there's some Star Wars there. stuff. We have a little bit of reference towards Guild War or Guild Wars. G- yeah, uh, so, uh, that was last week. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about gating content. Uh, this is something that's received a lot of attention, especially with Heaven's Word being in, uh, you know, be, being a freshly released game and uh, large sites having to review the game. A lot has been uh, talked about in terms of gating content. So we're going to talk a lot about that uh, as well as uh, some other things. Hopefully, if we get to it here down the line, and hopefully emails, a because lot. a lot of people, uh, a lot of people actually. Uh, really bummed out we didn't get to emails last time okay a lot were Mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing, though, is that with Limit Break Radio being each and every single week and not monthly and cut up into three pieces like we used to do it, uh, th- you know, there's some weeks where we're just not going to be able to get to and emails. You know what? Because of that, we, we should be able to read more emails, right? Overall, I feel, we'll have more email quota because we could be reading emails every I single week. I feel like we're getting more emails now than when we were doing them monthly and we weren't reading them as often. Absolutely. That's I so totally weird. agree. There's more more email and and so you know if you send us an email and you don't hear it on the air it's nothing personal we're not trying to you know weed it out uh, uh you know or anything like that it's, it was just because uh, you sucked basically yeah it's one of the mountains no. and we hate you yeah we, no do you need don't, to take it personally guys, take guys it very don't very listen personal. to them we have really low standards for emails i mean samus is even on our email well, we'll see. We'll see if we get to it today. There is a lot to talk about, uh, and uh, there's there's actually been a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen news. We figure we might as well start out with that. Uh, Square Enix has suspended Final Fantasy fourteen uh, max sales and has offered refunds. So is it for really the that bad? It really it is really a problem is. Uh, because I feel like I was I was talking to someone recently in Laserbeam Raptors who said that like it was noticeable, but they're like, I mean, it's it's playable. But that mm. bad, really? Like, like, are we talking and like, to be fair, like Arkham Knight level bad? You're that's playing what, a Mac. Yeah, you're playing on a Mac. I mean, you can, you kind of deserve it. You kind of <laughs> deserve. I'm pretty it. sure that the the company who made the port just did a really shitastic job. It's it's not good. Well, I don't know, man. Uh, come on. I mean, someone Apple on my hardware, it. Apple they hardware. said they were surprised it was so bad. Apple hardware. So. I don't know. Maybe Apple hardware is not working with the best. Uh, so the, so do do you think Jux is right? Do you think like if you have a Mac, you've really brought this upon yourself? Oh yeah. well, absolutely. <laughs> I have no no pity for you whatsoever. But get your refunds because they're being offered. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was a lengthy letter that was posted to fans. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, just you know, get your, get your refunds, get your refunds because that's what counts. Uh, and then buy with your refund, put it towards buying a real fucking computer. Yeah, all forty dollars of it. All, yes. <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing. Uh, there's also been uh, some footage uh, that's uh, been released out of the uh, the uh, uh, Japan Expo 2015. Uh, give me a second, and I will uh, I will get this up on the screen. Now it was actually uh, our resident. You know, I feel. I feel like we need to come up with, with a more official title. She was just our PR person, but I feel like Kuki's gone above and beyond that now, and she needs like a really prestigious title. But she was the one who actually found this first and brought this to our attention, wasn't she? Yeah, well, she, I mean, she was like right on the ball uh, posting this uh, straight to the to the Facebook page, which is where I saw it first, and you can uh, like <laughs> us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Limit Break You're Radio. now getting your news from us. How yes, cool is that? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so meta, right? Uh, so, hey, let's take a look at... Uh, at this video this is the uh the very first uh images of uh of of alexander uh from out at the uh the 2015 japan expo and um i've actually found where he, where he's going to be in the Germanian hinterland yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so cool when he finally gets like <laughs> all rose up and everything uh, so there What's you he see, saying in Nero? Uh, oh, well. Right, yeah, exactly. You mean hype, 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 hype. Hype, 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 hype. Yeah, there's a couple. I want the, I really want the I Beat Ravana t-shirt. That's a pretty sweet t-shirt. I have a feeling, though, that not that many people who just walk up to the machine in person is gonna, are going to be able to beat it in, like, the 20-minute time limit or whatever they give you. Totally. All right, so here's our first look at Alexander. 
which uh, I gotta say, I mean, the zone design looks pretty sweet. Um, it, it is very reminiscent of Coil. Very industrialized. Very industrial. Yeah, very industrial. I, I like the pistons that are going up and down there. Yeah, I wonder if there's gonna be some, some like, zone play. I really like how, how it's actually more, like, gritty and dirty looking than it is, like, like what we've been used to with, um... With coil, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The way and all, all, the, all the other Alagon stuff has been all like you know pristine and like you know magical looking, and this is just really like you know you're down in the engine and like you know wading through the grease and stuff. Totally, totally. Wow, yeah, this looks really cool. It does. It looks really cool. Here we've got some uh, some gobbies. Gob gob. Hallow doesn't look cool enough for you to actually do it. Yeah, come on, man. I'm, well, he'll do casual. <laughs> of course, mode. he'll do casual. We're gonna do mode. story mode together. Yeah. And there we go. We get our first peek at uh, at the gear there at the end. Uh, pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. Uh, it uh, it definitely definitely looks looks really yeah like I you can't said ready to stick it to those alumagabies industrial. I, well, it kind of it makes you wonder how uh, it probably isn't that. Elegan, is it? Like uh, it's it's no. Not- you're right because he's he's a primal, so right. it's not like he's. Then again, there's not there's not much things elegant about the hinterland, so I don't know. Yeah, there uh, really is. I don't think he's elegant. Uh, well, but but hold on, how much do we actually know about his background? Because up until we had Ethis on the show, you know, I didn't I didn't know that that Bahamut was turned into a primal by the Alagons. Well, I, mean, I, I just thought he was just always a primal. Well, of course know? we well well we don't we we don't know how he's he's being summoned. We know yeah, exactly. You know that the that the gobbies are behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. That's I don't really know. All there, we know. There's a whole. There, who knows? There's a whole uh, litany uh, honestly, of questions. Although it's really, knows? it is really cool though that the endgame area is not going to be elegant inspired. There's a whole other, you know, like the elegant stuff has been shifted to a whole different area. Uh, right, it's all up there in uh, Azizla. Azizla, right? Yeah, Azizla, Azizla, Kosla, Kosla. Wow, that's what it sounds like. Azizla. Uh, Where's the C? As his law sounds nothing like cold slaw. Cold slaw. They both have a law sound. That's it. The slaw. It sounds like slaw. As a slaw. It's like the cold slaw of Eorzea. <laughs> uh, I hate cold slaw. Nika, I'm okay. shaking my head It's just as bad as right calling now. Mordona Mordonuts. <laughs> no, it's not. It's completely not. <laughs> it is so different. And I've never heard that either. Thank you very much. <laughs> you never... I, oh, wow. We always call it more donuts in our linkshells. <laughs> uh, and then uh, here, here's a better look at, uh, at some of the gear uh, that uh, is supposed to be coming out of Alexander. Quote, unquote, better look. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm not I sure. I think it looks fairly generic compared to stuff like Dead I- and kind of agree but then again think uh, you know you got to think that this is going to be expanded with uh, with time how uh, do you think you know that, like, how great uh, like how great did the did the first round of coil gear look it was kind of yeah mm. i guess you're right i mean for the time it was pretty cool for the time sure but uh i don't think that that's a fair fair judgment because everything else in heaven's ward has been so like awesome i know like so the body piece so i'm wearing is from a random designed. dungeon and it looks so cool yeah. compared to like i don't know i just i kind of expected something bigger I don't know. I, I I think it. I think it's okay. I but you're right. A lot of the a lot of the gear that's been introduced with Heaven's Word is so fucking right. cool. I mean, to to because you're right. At first, the very first coil gear. Because I, I I just finished getting uh, all of my sets from the very first one, and it right. is kind of bland looking. But just because it's a new expansion doesn't mean we should step back. They should always be stepping their game up. Also, right. But I guess if you look at the color scheme and the shine of it, it's kind of like we're all part of Alexander's 
body. Like that's the color scheme of it. Oh yeah, I guess I guess you're right. We're just into like ripping pieces. We're off like part of his legs. <laughs> so we like super yeah, gluing it to us. Metal off the outside, sticking it on our body. like I'm going to use this cog as a shield. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there. You go. That catches you up on the latest news with with Final Fantasy 14, and and you know as as we become you know like as we become more a weekly show and more current news happens, you'll find that we'll do a little bit more of these like current news segments right at the top of the show. We're going to pretend to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Alexander does drop on Tuesday. For those of you, I don't think we said that. Um, This Tuesday is when the Alexander story is coming out. uh, Also, yes, which is when this podcast comes out at LimitBreakRadio.com. Yeah. Uh, so also, tell us in the so, comments what you think about it. Someone from the chat, uh, uh, Carletta says, uh, a friend of hers is watching and pointed to Juxta and said, why is that naked? <laughs> <laughs> because when you got it, you show it off. Oh, gross. Um, all right. So uh, let's talk about gating content. Uh, and you know what? It's weird because up until this whole like, you know, debacle surfaced, I never really thought of gating content in the way that they are basically. Right. You know? Sure. So that's weird. Well, let's let's first let's let's talk about what gating content means, right? So when when a game decides to gate content, it means that you have to fulfill a certain requirement before right. being able to access some kind of content. It, there's and there's a lot of different types of gating too. As I say, it's not always necessarily where you have to fulfill something. Like right now, raids, Alexander, Esoterics, those are all gated behind you know Just uh, time, uh, time. Right. exactly arbitrary time. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, arbitrary time restrictions—that's a form of gating. Um, another uh, form of gating, which I think uh, is used most often in MMOs, and and WoW actually does it quite a bit, is they will come out with an event, like a new area happens, and the server as a whole has to do daily quests. And once a certain number is fulfilled, you get to go to the like like the kind of like how Mordona updated from time to time through patches. Sure, these areas would update as the community at large would get past certain milestones, like collecting resources and stuff. Oh, okay. And that would then in turn unlock certain parts of the newest raid. Right. Uh, so That's interesting. That, yeah. No, that was actually a really cool thing that WoW did well. I think that, uh, and that was probably back uh, in Burning Crusades. Yeah, okay. They so, done in a long time. Okay. Yeah. So it was like relevant content for a year, and then it was yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so with with Heaven's Word. And uh, and and Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Square Enix has made some specific choices uh, to to gate certain content. Specifically, the big gate that a lot of reviewers were complaining about. And by the way, I'm looking at you, IGN, as the most guilty party. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the 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 most clear sign of gate, you know, like having to beat all of a Realm Reborn before having access to any of the Heaven's Word content. Oh, you can make an aura. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I She's say right. Completely. Which is the Master Race. You so. can be aura without beating a Realm Reborn. That's okay, and fine. And I think you can enough. get to 60, you just can't do the quest necessarily. Well, no, but that's that's the whole thing is all these reviewers want to review Heaven's Ward, so they'll go and they'll they'll buy it, right? And then log on as their level 1 characters they've never played Final Fantasy before. And then like, well, what I the got fuck a, do you expect? Man. Right. Come on. Yeah, Hashtag #don't reward laziness IGN. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not how most MMOs work. Not, well, not to mention, especially for big ones like IGN, you think that they would have some way to like get a hold of pre-leveled characters or something? Well, it, yeah, you would you would think, but uh, the, the 
the or main, that they would uh, know uh, someone where they could mess around on their friend's character. A large something. focus, a large focus of the review was the uh, you know whether or not gating content for Heaven's Word was a good idea or not. And I mean, really, I, I mean, I guess if your only context for an MMO is WoW, maybe that does seem like a good idea. But I, I mean, I think that there are a lot of reasons that gating content is a good thing uh, for Final Fantasy. 14 it's essential uh well i i think you're right i i think given given the narrative quality of ff14 yeah we all agree that square enix is the strongest point in most of their games regardless of gameplay is their story and to just kind of to realize that this is an mmo that actually has a story i think that takes some people a while to wrap their head around that this mmo has a story that has a beginning and it flows forward and it doesn't just and after Realm Reborn with a whole new story. And then coming, yeah, exactly. And it's not just that, but what Final Fantasy XIV has done is something that every other, like, you know, really successful single-player RPG has done, but to my knowledge, no MMO has done. And that is, yeah, come up with a compelling, epic, amazing story that flows through everything. The main focus in WoW, when you hit level 60, it's raiding, like, like pure right. and simple. And even right. the quote-unquote story is doing the rating. You don't really get cutscenes and stuff. You see the character standing next to you and they have little dialogue boxes that pop up and if you miss it, you miss it. But it's all about rating. So if you come in in the middle of an expansion, no big deal. Just jump into the raids, right? Right. But with Final Fantasy fourteen, if they wouldn't have had the gating content and you just, oh, let me start Heaven's Ward. You know, you'd be saying to yourself, the fuck is this little asshole? I don't want to walk around with this Taru and this girl and then later realize, oh, that's a guy. <laughs> like you would have no idea what was going on and, when and they're the talking is, about is that, the like, science and finding right your friends into, into raids you realize that final fantasy 14's raids all have a reason for being there like they all connect with the story it's not just like oh here's a raid let's go do it guys you know there's you can't just jump into it because it makes sense in context of where your character is at the time exactly you're not going to go out and see the new hunger games when it comes out are you if you haven't seen the first two no, because you'd go in and you'd be complaining, what's going on here? You'd watch the first two first and you wouldn't complain about it. But is that really the only valid reason to gate content? I mean... Oh, no, no, no. There's definitely other reasons. Uh, even even if there wasn't such a strong narrative quality to Heaven's Word, I think that Square Enix, you know, like, first of all, that gating content is a good thing because it, it forces the player base to have a similar context for how most game mechanics work. Right. You gotta uh, play your damn job. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, a lot of people ask me uh, when I was first leveling Dark Knight, are you leveling through fates or are you leveling through dungeons? And I said, well, I'm leveling through dungeons. And while it might be a little bit more, you know, while it might be a little slower and less efficient than, uh, you know, than fate grinding, the, uh, I feel like I'm I'm developing a better sense of my job overall and because this job is is very you know kind of important to me uh that that i i really do i want to do this right and so uh you know that's that's why i made the choice to uh to to level through dungeons Mm -hmm. and forcing the player base to have a progression that's that's similar to that uh you know not just delivers an important narrative quality but it also teaches the 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 player base similar mechanics so people you know like there aren't like 
you know, people who are jumping into raids going, I don't know what what is this? What does the line on the ground mean? Yeah, not to That's a different the, color from the other ones. The, the other thing to keep in mind is if you're a new player, even if they didn't gate Heaven, Heaven's Ward content, the leveling process itself works as a sort of gating mechanism. You can't go do Heaven's Ward until you're max level regardless. So whether you're going to be doing quests, dungeons, or fates, Honestly, the main story quests are going to probably be your quickest way to 60. Oh, yeah. And they're gearing you through it as well. That so, too. I personally, I don't understand the criticism whatsoever. Like, the only people that I think would have a valid criticism would be someone who's already level 60 and is coming back to the game but doesn't want to have to go through the story. To me, that's a whole nother thing though why you would be playing this game and not want the story because it's like one of the main focus and selling points of it <laughs> yeah but, totally you know, i just found out that I some know? people in my link shells literally skip every cutscene and it blows my mind what yes i like we you? were we were doing a quest and i was helping him through something it's like oh i don't watch the cutscenes i just skip i haven't watched a cutscene since and they said like some ran you know really really old wow. patch oh like, my god it okay, was well, blew look. my mind I'm an IGN reviewer, and I'm already good. I know how to play my class. This game is really easy, so just let me get to the part of the game that's new and exciting, because I've already done all this old stuff. I mean, I know how to do it, and it's not very interesting, so just let me play the fun stuff. Well, but, if it, but, but, the old is old. But, but if you know, if you know, right, then you then presumably you've leveled a character. Where's your leveled character? Well, I can't let people know who I am, so I have to level a new character for well, my but, review. But, oh but my again, gosh. in cases right. like that with the big name review companies, they should have access to a character that's already. Have you set met Square go. Enix? <laughs> no, well, I, I'm actually I, I'm I'm kind of glad to hear that Square Enix didn't dole out sixty characters to True. reviewers. I just uh, find it hard to believe that none of them know. Anyone that plays this game, that they could at least sit with their friend for an hour and look at it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I think just, I think nobody wants to admit it. I think this. Rev- I think that reviewer in this case took the opportunity to take to to criticize the concept of gating content. Bigger and, headline than you know. Hey, this game is actually pretty good. Look what's going on. Type deal. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know that he went the, that he went that far. But I'm, I mean, like that was. I think that was the the center point of his criticism was that. Oh my God! Yeah, there's a game that just there's an MMO that's coming out that still gates content and act it acted as if it's some sort of bygone concept from uh, uh you know from an MMO era that we have moved past. You that know what? I don't know that I've that ever appar- thought about it that way. That apparently apparently WoW has moved us past the point where we need to still gate content with that's still a valid thing to do in your MMO and I think that that I mean if it's fine for wow it's fine for Blizzard Blizzard can make that choice for their game they also made the choice to hand out you know max leveled characters too Mm -hmm. but I, I I don't I don't think that Square Enix should then be under pressure to do the same thing or to have the same model for their game. Yeah, no, you know what? Absolutely. I think that gating content, especially if you can find interesting ways to do it, giving the players something to strive for and work towards, especially as a community. Like I said, uh, in Burning Crusade, what was it? Uh, what was the name of that, the aisle that I'm thinking of? Um, Which, what are you ta- talk about it. You're not even paying attention to me, no, are you? I'm not, I am paying attention oh, to you. Okay. What do you Burning Crusade, the, the Kael'thas. Isle of Quel'thas. Uh, yes, Quel'thas. Isle of Quel'thas. That was one of the coolest things, because the other thing was, too, 
because it was dependent on your community, there might have been some servers that were like two or three stages behind because their people weren't doing it or they weren't good enough. Right. And it also provided a, a sense of competition between servers and communities to see who could get there first. And that was super cool. That was one of the coolest things that's ever been done in an MMO. And if they could apply that kind of concept like to, to Idly Shire, which is supposed to be the new Mordona, how cool would that be? Like if you were actually personally re- responsible as a community and as a server for helping rebuild this city. See, I feel like with the way our community is, if there's servers that fall behind, everyone's just going to transfer because they're going to be so mad they can't access the content. Like, I feel like they did it right when they did, what was it, the Little Ladies Day event? And if the people on each server had to go out and dig and do the event to get more dolls to pop up on the <laughs> okay, thing. Do you no, guys remember what, that? And I feel like that was nice because I was watching the Facebook group and people were like, oh, hey, my server has this many dolls. My server has this many dolls. But if you start gating the expansion of Idleshire behind community participation, I feel like people are going to get pissed off and just jump servers and it's going to kill a lot of servers off. I guess, no, I guess the, no, okay, that's a terrible example of gating content because this is what happened. Everyone like worked super hard to get all these dolls and fates or whatever and then at the end of the day i'm like at the very last day i'm like oh this thing's going on i went there did the quest and i got the rewards for all of it so i'm like oh i guess that was a thing <laughs> thanks for doing all the work you suckers i think that there are ways they can that they can get around that nika and yes inevitably there will be people that are going to do that but if you also put time like uh, uh restrictions on it like you can't you know upgrade from one stage to the next in a week you know, some people will get ahead or get to that content first. Right. But then they can't go so far ahead of all the other See, but I... I th- Are I, you just, like, punishing low-population like servers, then? They could scale it to how many, how much population it. is on each server. Yeah, like, I was just going to say... Smaller, yeah, a smaller server has to get, like, an well, only like, certain amount of points or whatever. What's the point at that point? Just, like, gate it by weeks, then? Because it's, like... Because it's cool feeling like you like actually so much development content. It. It's, like... Come on. Well, no. Okay. So uh, I, here's the thing. I, I think, uh, 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 you know, a system like that probably works later in the development cycle for a game when you have a, a large community. But the thing is, is that we don't have we don't have. Uh, and again, this is I mean, we're going back to, to the thing that I've been harping on for a long time. We don't have content that's appropriate for even medium sized communities. Oh we're going back to with, <laughs> within within 14. There, there's nothing for for free companies to do. So why make a a server wide, you know? Why make a server wide thing before, uh, you know, making something for the size of a of a free company? I mean, if you're if we're going to talk about gating content, I mean, this is this is kind of what it comes kind of what it comes back to. I mean, there are, there are other exam like we were saying, there are other examples of gating content, and a great example it, it would be. If the airship thing ends up panning out the way that I I've been, I've been I've been saying that it might, where it ends up charting a new area that you can go to and experience some kind of battle content there. That's another example of gating because it forces it forces you to participate in the airship building system to participate in the battle content, yep. which is I mean that again that's a strong incentive and an important part of this whole equation is incentivizing content properly. So that people do, you know, are doing the content, clearing the content and putting the necessary resources into the content as well. Uh, you know, we, we talked last episode about the idea of pop items. Pop items are another example of gating. Uh, you know, the, 
the the popular uh, example of gating that we've seen with Endgame has been the big uh, the big uh, turn. Yeah, the big the 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 uh, turn five turn nine. Or was yeah, it? the T five and T nine. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could call T thirteen, even though T thirteen isn't required to progress to anything. Well, well when each well when each uh, set of coils comes out, you can't even get to like seven without doing six. So each exactly. turn is gated behind the one in front of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But but it's really uh, when it's thrown into Duty Finder at that point, it's really only the big uh, the big brick wall challenges, which are five and nine. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, prior to that, it it, it would know, be in comparison to other MMOs. I guess I didn't realize how much that Square Enix actually does gate the content because when it comes to WoW, like they'll drop a raid, and the only thing stopping you from the end is just the next boss. Right. Huh. But yeah. I feel like they do a good job of the way that they catch people up. Like we said, when things first come out, each turn is gated. Then it goes into Duty Finder, and only that one is gated. And now that Heaven's Word is gated, they friggin' doubled all the XP, added gear, added all these other ways to get XP, and fast-forwarded everyone through it. So it's not even really like it's gated. All you have to do is get through it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The oldest but should stuff, they obviously. really have to get through it? I mean, it's the new expansion. Oh Everyone God. wants to get to the new stuff, so why should you have to do the old stuff? Yeah, they, it's not like they, like, they don't have time to do the old stuff now. Just yeah. give them the cutscenes. This is the, this is <laughs> the reason why... Give us a story mode for main story quest. this is the reason oh why Final Fantasy fourteen has a number after Final Fantasy. And you know how many people have always bitched oh. about, do the MMOs deserve a number? Yes, because... Now, would you take FF10 and jump to the final boss? Fuck no. You need to read the story and understand what is this? Chrono Trigger? What the Final, fuck? This is Final Fantasy 14. It's a numbered Final Fantasy. It has a story. Why would you want to jump to the end content before doing any of the story? It makes no sense. Look, it's a look, Final Fantasy game. If Minecraft can get story mode, I think we deserve story mode. <laughs> <laughs> story mode for already story. Wait, what? But wait, people were saying that they don't want to have to do the story. They wanted to skip over it and get to the rating. Well, why shouldn't they be able to do that? No, no, no. They, they just bought want their, the story. They they bought their expansion. Let them just fast forward through everything. They don't care about the story. They just want to get to the end game and the raid. Because, I, you know what? Because as a fucking reviewer, I don't think that that's valid. <laughs> I don't think that that's valid. They, if they don't Squ- want to review the story, then they shouldn't be held accountable for that. Squ- don't play a Final Fantasy game, which are famous for their stories. No, like, no, no. Just- Square, Square Enix made the right decision for the community. They didn't make the right decision for whatever fucking reviewers wanted. Okay, but you know, at the same time, and this is one of the biggest problems I have always had with reviewers not even just professional reviewers but just people in general i'm gonna be the best example i've ever ever seen okay when wally first came out my cousin went to see it and came back saying it was a terrible movie why it wasn't what i was expecting you can't judge something based on what you want it to be there wasn't any dialogue in that movie you judge it based on what you have what it is what were they going for like that's one of the things that has bugged me the most like someone who went and seen i've read a review for sin city Terrible movie, terrible movie. It was all just action and objectifying women. Then you were watching it for the wrong reason. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. That is exactly what it is. Zombie movies are too bloody. It's bad. Bad movies. Too much blood in it. Well, that's what it fucking is. Okay, so if uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake ends up being a, a different game, I and Juxta, <laughs> I, aren't you reviewing it on the wrong terms as I well? I swear to God, Juxta, I will come where, where, don't Where's the line? Where's the, dude, dude, don't, don't fucking push me. Don't fucking push me. He's got a point. We where is the line? We are not going to be yeah. friends after. <laughs> I am not even kidding. I will do something that will legitimately piss you off and it will ruin this whole episode. Don't you push me. So don't be so darn butthurt. Fuck off. <laughs> Logic. Okay. Fuck off. 
<laughs> Moving on from that, we have uh, DMG Atten from Sargantanis on the line, and he wants to talk about his uh, Heavensward experience. Uh, what do you think about Heavensward and its gating and stuff? Well, uh, like for, for me, like it's a good idea because I got into this game originally because I was thinking since it was numbered, it'd be like every other fi- Final Fantasy I, I played, and like I enjoy all the what I would call non-pop ones, and like this is not a popular one either, but it's great because it kind of ju- does the series justice, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, fair addition to the Final Fantasy franchise overall. And and you know it, one of the things that Square Enix had said when 1.0 was released was that you know like and and it was so bad and it was so critically bad. They came out and apologized and said that it was a failure. Uh, on on the part of like like it was a failure on on a, on a level of the entire franchise that they had which is, ta- which is pretty ta- big tarnished the franchise <laughs> yeah. which yeah as saying that after the release of thirteen like that's a bold fucking <laughs> statement thirteen was good though so uh you know like you know you had to have fucked up <laughs> Jackson if, you're pushing all our buttons today <laughs> you know you could you had to have fucked up when when after thirteen you came out and said well this game really fucked up so uh y- you know one of the, one of the things that they've done very, very well with A Realm Reborn and especially with Heavensward as well is that they have, uh, you know, they that it has it lives up to the Final Fantasy name a hundred and ten percent. That that uh, the, you know the narrative, everything about it, uh, it lives up to uh, to to the caliber of Final Fantasy. And there was a Time article uh, about uh, Yoshi. That said, this was the man who saved Final Fantasy, and I totally think that that is a valid headline. Um, I, I I've been waiting. I'm not, I'm not going to confirm right now, but but just you know to 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 piggyback off of your point, um, I think that after I'm done with this expansion, this might be Chains of Promethea for me. Oh, really? And that that's a big thing. And, I, and honestly, I'm at the point now where I'm starting to to come to terms with the fact that maybe. Maybe it's like the reason that I haven't accepted that yet is like like how much of a role is nostalgia playing for me? Because I still think to that final battle where me and Prish like soloed down the last twenty percent. Because for me, that's one of the things that made it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think this might actually be better than Chains of Promethea. Wow, guys! Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to the new content. Exactly. Like we're only in the the in in the second week. The the infancy of the of the expansion, right? You know, yeah. well, think of think of how much in terms of narrative. Think of how much it happened just in two point five alone. Exactly. Yeah, we've got so much more uh, uh, in terms of story ahead For of it us to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so excited after. Oh gosh, you guys need to finish it, guys. Chains of Promethea wasn't that good. Oh, shut up! I hate to bust your bubble, but it really wasn't that good. The storyline was good, but the gameplay everyone bitched. Mm, mm, the no. level capping and stuff was horrible. No, yeah, the level was, capping was a pain in the ass. Story, not the story the was really good. I liked it. And Prish was creepy pedophile bait. It was really <laughs> <accurate>. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, Prish was kind of she was a badass. 
She was four. <laughs> she could hundred. She, like she could hundred fist and benediction. Come on. I really don't need to hear about your <laughs> fisting, hundred fisting fe- and, fe- fetish. Uh, no, it's ooh. stop. Hey, wrong it. game, wrong game. Back to har, the har, right, har. Right. We're not in the Sultana's lap, guys. Anyway, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much for the call. Uh, much appreciated, and uh, shout out to a uh, a fellow Sergeant Tan, Sergeant Tanite, Sergeantanus, Sergeant. <laughs> Sargentinian. 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 I like that. that. You're welcome. That's good. I I dig it. Uh, So, yeah, I I mean, like, uh, what do you guys what do you guys think? Will Square Enix continue to gate content? Will they make the restrictions even more tight? on some end game elements because we've got I mean think about it we've got a lot of end game to get through for just as many uh, story elements we've also got battle elements that have to be added and most of those are going to be uh, you know level 60 encounters they're not going to be mm-hmm. you know like uh, main storyline encounters I think that so far up till now up until the whole you know debacle between oh we have to do story stuff to get to heaven's ward I think that thing that aside they've been right on the money with with everything they've done thus far and even that like again if you think about it you need to know the story from 2.0 for 3.0 to make sense right so again i think they've been right on the ball with everything they've done thus far they could have added like some kind of like while you were away this happened and then everyone would be caught up we could have no i'm curious how many people don't realize that you're probably you're like 99.99 percent going to have to finish the story in order to do Alexander. And I don't realize, think people realize that either because in doing Coil, you didn't have to finish the main storyline quest. It was like a separate storyline. But right. to do Crystal but Tower. In fact, yeah, going well, and unlocking Crystal Tower. You only Crystal had to finish Tower. the original story. Right, but yeah, in order to do that, yeah, like the, the story actually sent you over to where the questing was. So, But you're right. Like easy mode Alexander, you're probably going to have to finish the what they have of the main story quest right now. Like you're definitely going to yeah, have to. Yeah, and someone in Idly Shire will say, holy shit, what's that thing coming out of the lake? Yeah. <laughs> Nika, Nika, they're so cute, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't know. You guys need to finish the story. <laughs> Just finish the story, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on, we just kick them both off the show. Uh, yeah, and so I feel like more people are going to bitch about that. What well, if to do the story just to do the raid when it's like, come on, like I don't know. I feel like that complaining about that in a Final Fantasy game is an invalid opinion. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm not even talking in terms of like in, in terms of main storyline quests, but I'm talking like. Uh, you know, there's uh, the way they gated coil. Are they going to continue to do stuff like that? And not, I absolutely and, and, think they well, are. not just coil, but I mean, uh, other, uh, you know, other end game. They've got to add more at the end game. Like this is, you know, just this, one raid. I I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I absolutely think that the, that they're going to keep finding ways to gate it. I, I think they'll find more ways to do different kinds of not necessarily primal fights, but similar. Well, well, even fights. even imagine something like if they were to add something like uh, uh the ZNM pop system. Okay, right. Where where you have different tiers that you have to get the pop items to unlock the next ones, right? right. I don't think that they're ever going to because Square Enix has always been a, a very big uh, supporter of of earning what you what you have, right? I mean, even if you want to pay Mercs to get you what you want, you still can't just go right to T13, for example. I think that yeah, you're absolutely gonna have to prove yourself, and in order to get to these these new places, they come up with a, a, a brand new event. You're still gonna have to work your way up through it. You're not gonna be able to just log in one day and be like, all right, hey, uh, I'm gonna pay you some money to take me through the final thing or get me the best item right away so so forward end game progression is probably going to be gated should the restrictions should the uh you know should the 
challenge should all of that be increased from a realm reborn uh you know should should you um you know for example like uh you know it, it, it are we not just going to be gated by, you know, like finish the end of the, the four encounters that we've given you for Alexander and then you get the next four. But like, is Square Enix going to come up with other unique forms of gating? I mean, we've suggested a few like pop items and, uh, you know, the, the air, you know, developing the airships to be able to go to unique places. Uh, but, uh, you know, are there uh, like... I'd like to see new ways yeah. besides just beat this one or wait this long. Yeah. Um, so, so long as they're not just the same things dressed up as something else, I'd like to see them get a little bit more creative about it. Sure. Have like, a, like an actual reason to go and do a thing. Like, obviously, well, for Coil, it was like, oh, hey, here's a thing. There's a thing over there. Go and do that thing. Have actually like... <laughs> have a quest line to like go up into it and then like have a like actually have like a unique story to it you mean is that what you're talking about uh no i'm I, i'm i'm gonna say uh, i think they, it sounds they're like, saying like ways that we haven't thought of like we've suggested yeah. pop <laughs> items that's all we need to have is a tomb pop items already exist like we've we did we didn't think of that like they want something brand new never been seen before in an mmo way of gating something oh. which we clearly can't talk about because we don't know <laughs> Yeah, Juxta. I would just like well, to see Well, then, yes, we should definitely do that. But, like, they're, they're pretty much saying Square <laughs> do, Enix do the thing. <laughs> what they're saying is get away from the mold. We like what you have, but, like, think of something new because otherwise we'll get bored. Well, that's what I've been saying, like, on the last episode is that, like, you have your leveling and then you go into your dungeon, your endgame uh, raid or whatever, but it's, like, the same as Coil. Like, it, you go in there, there's going to be four turns, there's going to be four bosses, and you get your loot. There's, they do need to shake it up, like have like an yes. end game zone or right. a pop system right. or something, something that, something like that, something that changes it up. Because at this point, I feel kind of bored with the way that the it's, status quo is. It's um, throw it up in Duty Finder and then just like yeah. It's, Another cool gating mechanism that I liked uh, was in Final Fantasy XI, uh, assault ranks. Like it wasn't just you know beat something one time. Like, sure. like you had to earn your next rank yeah, you to get points the and then you can move up. So yeah. it wasn't just, you know, getting an item to go through or getting a win to go through. You literally had to earn what you wanted. And I sure. think that that would be cool. You know, uh, you're talking about the, the, the airship things. If they could find some way to incorporate like grand companies into that. Sure. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, too. Put some, put some uh, really baller airship parts at the very last grand company rank. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's three unused ranks in there that, that, that uh, we told we were going to get at some point in heaven. Yeah. So, I don't know that. They, they said after 3.1, but that could mean any time. Uh, so. Please look forward to it. Yeah. 3.1, it shows up in 5.0. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean yeah, oh, after 3.1, we really have to wait that long for more that. ranks. <laughs> after uh, La Amigo. Uh, so uh, I, so I, we also have a uh, Mesmar Okami from Melbourne server on the uh, on the line. He wants to talk about what they need to change about blocking people from Heaven's Word content. What's up, Mesmar? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. So what do you think of uh, the Heaven's Word gate? I was going to say his tone sounds like he's about to rip a Nero a new one. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. No, my tone is I am totally bummed out because on Friday at midnight, my hard drive decided it wanted to take a shit when I was 600,000 experience away from hitting 60 on my oh, machine. Oh, wow. dude, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. So I don't get to play for another 
two, three days. <laughs> Speaking of gating content. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Square Enix like to do. Just blow up everyone's hard drives. <laughs> they tried that with 1.0. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh pretty close to 60 uh, you know you've experienced most of uh what what heaven's word uh has to present what do you think of uh you know the efficacy of uh of gating the heaven's word content well i mean i'm not entirely sure how alexander's going to wind up playing a huge role as far as the story goes and from what i experienced with coil because i never did coil it seems like with having it so much of a side thing that uh, it doesn't really need to be gated because it's got nothing to do with the or it's got nothing to do with the story itself. That's untrue. But have you beaten the story? Yeah. Uh, I think she means coil story. I, he 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 said he didn't. No touch no no, no. I'm talking about the the new story. Like oh. he said, with Alexander's not going to be connected to the main story. No 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 no, no 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 no. What he means is Coil obviously had a connection to 2.0 story, but it wasn't something that was required to understand what was going on. Right. So I think what he's yeah, saying. Like, er, er, go ahead. I never did Coil. So I mean, uh, and I've done all the 2.0 storyline, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in Heaven's War. Right. So are you and wondering I how? Uh, don't uh, feel like I was missing something. Yeah, so, so I think he's wondering... Oops, sorry. Uh, he's wondering just how uh, um, important the, the Alexander story is going to be to the 3.0 story specifically. Is that right? Right. Like The only thing that I've really seen as far as the connection goes to Alexander is with the Illuminati goblins or whatever they are. Right, right. Illumagabi. The Illumagabi. Because <laughs> that's what they should have been called. Uh, right, yeah. Um, and, and, and so, it, well, and just like, uh, just like Coil, it should be kind of like a uh, like a, a, a secondary storyline that you don't have to accomplish to get the full sense of right. Heaven's Word, right? So, like, as as we progress through the expansion and somebody, you know, somebody just p- decides that they're going to pick up Heaven's Word after 3.2 comes out, but there's, like, you know, considerable progress mm-hmm. has been made on Alexander already. They don't need to do what's right. out of so, Alexander so, Nero, to be able to, to go through the MSQ quest through well, three. No, but it does in order to get a whole sense of the world and well, like the entirety the, of what's going but on. That is, that's, that's, that's a main storyline. I was going to say, this, but that's, that's arguable that's, for Coil as well, right? This is different though, because as much as as a Nero is, is a uh, proprietor of the fact that you know not everybody should be able to do everything. You know, you have to earn it. But at the same time, people who can't do it or don't want to do it shouldn't be punished for it. Would you agree with that, Nero? Um. I don't know. I I don't. A punish, I don't think punishment is where I was going with that. Well, no. Like, what I'm saying no, is, it's, it's, is that if if Alexander was like intricately entwined in the main story quest, where if you didn't do it, you would literally be lost on it. That wouldn't be fair because there are some people who are not going to be able to do it or just absolutely have no but need. But I it's going to be as easy as, as Crystal Tower. But I think that I feel the like fact that they're adding a story yeah. easier mode okay, and true. a harder mode kind of goes to show that they because everyone is screaming, "We want a story mode! We want the story!" Here's a story mode. So I feel like if they, if Square Enix is thinking, "Okay, we're giving you a story mode, everyone's going to do it," who's to say they're not going to intertwine? Oh, okay, it now? In, in that case, sure, true. But going back to a concept like Coil. 
Do you think that Coil should have been inextricably bound to the main story quest in a way to where if you I didn't think in do a way it, it was. I mean, for uh, no, I I I, th- I think it was. You given, don't no. miss out on anything by not like, like. I'm sorry. Wait, given what we learn, given sorry, given you miss what, out. Yes, but going into Heaven's Ward, there's nothing in Heaven's Ward where you go. Wait, I don't get that reference because of we Coil. don't even have the girl in in Heaven's Ward at all yet. That okay. Th- that's that's a fair point. However, though, uh, you do learn a considerable amount. About, yeah, I'm not saying that you don't learn stuff uh, about the you know the the dragon race about uh, Bahamut. I like Nico Tosca's analogy. He says it's like you're saying you're studying world history but not studying Germany. <laughs> yeah, you don't need you know, Germany. You're the story of Eorzea, but you're not learning about the calamity. Like, why the hell wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Uh, well, not just the calamity, but you also learn a shitload about Elegans. It's not about the legitimacy of that story. What I'm but, saying is that it's not a. Part it's not required to grasp the main story. It, it, it does it, not. It, it does not break the flow of the narrative. I think that's you what go. you're trying yeah. to say. Well, we if, don't know what they're going to do with Alexander since they are giving us true. two forms of no uh, one an feels mode lost by not doing coil. But if you do coil, it then adds your story extra is stuff. enhanced. There you go. Yes, and I think that that's probably. I mean, it's a good. They did a. They did that very well and and very artfully with binding coil. And I think that they can probably do the same with with Alexander. But raise an interesting point if there is a story mode with the easy mode where yeah. everybody should be able to clear it then yes at that point they could intertwine that is them. a good point i feel like coil could have had a lot more story elements to it i feel like it was kind of lacking in comparison to the main storyline quests in well, terms yeah, of like it's lore a supplement it's I'm not just, in place of i know so i think coming forward to a alexander which should have a presumably crystal tower easy mode i feel like it should be more or less required to understand the main storyline at this point because yeah, but who I, hasn't done Crystal Tower? Yeah, but like how much how much narrative was there behind Crystal Tower though? I mean there was I mean there, I mean it, there yeah. was some but it was very small. It was it, it was, was very very limited I in terms of worse than Coil in terms oh, of Oh, absolutely. So, but it was also without it was question. also the first time that they were trying there, that. Exactly. So again, all, all about with the new expansion stepping up their game, there should be better storytelling elements in Alexander if they are intertwining it into the main storyline quest. And they're also kind of they had their hands kind of tied because all of the lore behind Crystal Tower had to like connect to Final Fantasy three in some way. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's true. I, it, I mean, they made it work. Don't get me wrong, but they also had to say, okay, this has to happen. They do have to go to the world of darkness. They do have to fight the cloud of darkness at some point. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. They did. Yeah, I guess they did sort of uh, uh, put themselves into a corner there. Um, but uh, anyway, thank you very much uh, for your call. Uh, and, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting, uh, a- a- an interesting question there. Uh, how, how connected will the Alexander storyline be, uh, to the main storyline quests? Uh, we, I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. On Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, apparently we'll find out when we finish the story, right, Nika? <laughs> well, a little bit, but I think that we won't know sure exactly how it's it. going to tie in until we get the 3.1 main storyline, because True. Alexander's what they're dropping us right now, but until they give us the next set of story, we don't know exactly how it's going to tie I'm in. I'm sure, no, I'm sure there's, uh, you don't, you don't think that there's going to be a bit of a lead-in quest to, uh, to... There to, definitely there will be. be, and there I mean, I mean, after the credits, you see a thing already, but what I'm thinking is that, like, the actual, I mean, I'm, I'm predicting in my head, without spoiling, where the main story quest ends up, and then when you see anything to do with Alexander, it's an after 
after credit scene. So it right. does kind of feel separated from where the plot of like Ishgard is going. So well, d- I, and don't and don't forget that you know I, I don't I don't remember if it was the after credit scene or the very end scene for a Realm Reborn. You hear that roar that and it's the Bahamut roar. So they sort of tease that content as well. So I mean, just just throwing it in there as like uh, you know just like a thing on the end. I don't I don't think that that necessarily means that it's a hundred percent linked the to the story. The other thing to keep in mind too is that Square Enix, especially in Heaven's Ward, they have become they have gotten really really good. They did a lot in Realm Reborn, but I think they did it better in Heaven's Ward at splitting your focus and having multiple storylines running simultaneously. Sure. So what they could end up coming out with, you know, in regards to Alexander or where the storyline is going from here, I mean, we might not even see what's coming. Like, okay, well, we and, know we have Alexander coming, right? But it's not just gonna be like, all right, here's our singular focus. Everybody do Alexander now because we still have the stuff that's going on with with the Empire, right? Or, well, or, well, we don't have as much uh, uh, as was going on in in two because you had you had stuff that included all three of the nations and but you know and building those, the scions. We still have those. I mean, we're still trying to find that's our true. scions. That's true. True. Yeah, oh, they actually just they've actually just added more on because they can still send us back to. But old that's world. but that's hey, yeah, sort of there's like four stories going on right now. Okay, Our character four, is just fair. trying to figure out which one to do first. All right, we do the one where the person says, "Hey, go to Tataru. She's got a thing." Oh, obviously, we're doing the story next. Always do. All, <laughs> always, w- WWTD. What would Tataru do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know this. Uh, I I think that this kind of uh, 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 transfers nicely into uh, our next topic, uh, which is you know the sense of wonder. Uh, that you get from MMOs. I think that that's uh, probably one of the main reasons that I play an MMO is oh, I want yeah. I want to feel overwhelmed by the world that I'm in, uh, that I'm taking part in a dynamic world that changes with with my influence and the influence of the other players. Uh, and and I, I think that's that's a really important sense mm-hmm. to have. I mean, going it's it's a, it's a really it's a cornerstone concept going back to the very earliest MMOs and. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious how you guys feel Heaven's Word delivers in terms of a sense of wonder about the world that we adventure in. Uh, it, it does. Does it? I mean, it, it does it truly deliver? Does it truly feel like 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 you like it, do, do you feel like you did the first time you played an MMO that you were like, Whoa! There you know, like have you had actually, that moment? Yes, there are actually parts of me, which is weird. Cause, I cause do, and I don't. It depends. The very first time that I ever had that huge sense of wonder sure. was in Final Fantasy XI when I saw a crag for the first time. All right, because sure. it, it was yeah, 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 massive. Right. right, and you're like, what the fuck is that thing? Exactly. And exploring, I mean, it turned out not to be really much of anything, but still, the point is, it looked incredible. All sure. Right? Yeah. 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 Happened a lot, you know, through Final Fantasy XI because it was my first. But throughout all the other MMOs that I've ever played. Mechanics-wise or story-wise, sure, I've gotten that, but I've never again had that feeling of this huge sense of wonder and, like, bedazzlement, right? Bedazzlement? Bedazzlement. Wow, I, what a, I, I, that's I, a I word. needed a new word. Oh, wow. Bedazzlement. Holy yeah. shit. And even in... Even in 2.0. It's got that razzle-dazzle, yeah. huh? Yeah, even in 2.0. Now, obviously, 2.0 was great, and the story was amazing, but there was never a point where I was just out and about, and I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, there's lots of stuff that looks beautiful, but at no point did I ever feel dwarfed compared to what I was looking at until, in 3.0, getting flying. I think that that one of their biggest accomplishments 
was that when you get flying, you think you know a zone, right? But there are parts of the zone that you can't see or perceive or, or, or even in your mind, you know, contemplate what it's going to be like until you get flying. I feel like every single zone I've been through, once I got flying, completely changed for me. I know that juxta thinks that getting flying makes a zone irrelevant because you're traveling through it. Well, it kind of does. I mean, that's not, that's not. In, There's in so v- many extra islands and things you can't. Access it's, it's, it's not even that though it's not even just to the point where you can't get to they look completely different i didn't realize how fucking weird the trees in chocobo forest was until <laughs> i got flying yeah right yeah, i actually or like how to big fly the, all the way to the ceiling till my chocobo yeah, hits the, the or, roof or, and then just look down at the realm and it big looks how ridiculous. how big the uh like, the amazing. trine was like like yeah. Yeah, obviously the thing looks big but flying yeah, to the top yeah. of it that is completely different and i have to agree to that or yeah. how how boring uh the hinderlands were until you get flying and you can see all over the place like that place looks amazing it does you know it, uh flying does change the nature of a zone but i don't think that juxta's criticism that it takes the danger out of it completely is invalid although no, yes that particular although although i have to say that when you're forced to adventure on the ground before you're given the aether currents through quests and through finding them that the world still doesn't have that fucking sense of danger. Sure doesn't. Because you can outrun the monsters. Exactly. I, and I thought it did because I would always go and find the ether currents the very first thing I did when I got to a zone. And there was more than one where I was standing in a circle of like 20 aggro mobs. And I was scared because I couldn't run because there was, I would run into more aggro. So Get good, Nika. I, yeah. So Come on. There was a, a couple ether currents where I actually felt scared. Like three of them. <laughs> nah, I just whipped out my choke when we kicked their asses. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the only time I ever felt like remotely threatened was when you're going to the Ravana stuff and you're in that Nath uh, village. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's, and, there's tons of them. And but uh, well, but even then, even then, I just ran through until I hit like a wall, and then I waited for like the five of them that were chasing me to back off, and then I killed the rest, remaining two. Exactly. You know what? It, you know what? It's, it's exactly. It's like going through the fucking Silphlands. Exactly. That's, it's, that's all it is. It's just the new Silphlands. There's no actual danger. Aggro doesn't actually mean anything. Yep. None of the mobs will one shot you know like all of the things that we were thinking like oh that like you know as you develop zones like that would be a really cool thing none of none of that after after 3.1 exactly the same 3.1 and beyond all the dangers gonna be gone yeah and no you're you're exactly right experience is gonna do a patch where instead of getting slowed you get stunned and knocked off your mountain like what now fuckers (laughs) so well but but i think i think because of that because they didn't make that shift on on the ground game Mm -hmm. that you're right Kahlo. that when when you do get flying that it opens up the zone and you see it from a whole different perspective a whole new world don't just stop don't be shitty don't uh, I don't really know the next line, or I would have sang the next line. <laughs> I was oh. hoping Juxta or uh, or Nika would jump. No, in. It's stop. too late now. You missed yeah. it, Nika. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you douchebag! I didn't know you were waiting for that. I'm not in the room. I, you have to give me a clue. <laughs> All right, from I now can sing on, the whole song. <laughs> from now on, I'll tap on my mic when I want you to assist me. No, don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. Not tap on. Don't do that. That's bad. But uh, That's no. Bad. Okay, but 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 seriously, um, going back through other MMOs, uh, WoW, for example, when you get flying. All right, you can fly. No, nothing changes. You don't see anything you didn't already see before. You just see it from the air. But mm. I think that they designed these zones in the mind, right? Like, okay, when you can get flying, 
Now what do you see? Not just new islands that you can go to. Sure, yeah. But they wanted you to be able to see this from a whole different light and literally like do a 180 on you. No, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think that that's a good point and uh, that it does add a lot to the zones. It I adds- can't tell you how many pictures I've taken of, uh, of of that huge giant tower on Idly Shire when I got to the Hinterland. It's Idle Shire. Yeah, Idle Shire. I like, I like Shire. No, there's, Idle. There's two L's, which makes no sense. But I, there is isn't, isn't there a Y in it? There's a Y. I-D-Y-L-L. Idle. Idle Shire. I'm pretty sure that's how they say it in the cutscenes, too. No, I'm going to call it Idly. Yeah, I'm going to call it Idly now as well because you guys don't, don't like it. Him yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> Br- brought to you live in the Idly Shower. Idly Shower? <laughs> Idly Shower? <laughs> Plus, we're Limit Break Radio, since when do we care about how to pronounce stuff? Because this one's easy for At- crying out loud, man. Our, our GPS pronounced your name Aniro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, 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 yeah, I do think that flying does present a certain sense of wonder, but I'm, I, is it is it truly the same thing as exploring a world and and i mean because like once you get flying there's like there's kind of like no more nooks and crannies and like stuff that you discover in a zone like but there's so many like in the hinderlands there's a cave inside a waterfall it's so cool Okay. I, I mean, think another reason that like, we've never gotten that from this game is the fact that we have etherite teleports. And I think that that's something that takes away from the expanse of the world. Because well, this world is huge, but when you can oh just my teleport God, to sea each of and clouds. Zone. Sea of clouds is like five... It's like they designed five zones, and then Yoshi's like, okay, that's cool. I like these. Now let's stack them on top of each other and make it one zone. <laughs> <laughs> But if you think of FF11, there was like five teleport points in the whole world, yeah, right. and you had to teleport to one of those and then choke about everywhere. You want to go? Yeah, you want to go do Endgame? Go to this zone, traverse through five zones, <laughs> then you'll be ready Walk. to do Endgame. Walk, bitch. Yeah, so Walk. I think, and as as cool as that was to give us that whole feeling of the grand sense of the world, none of us want that back. So yeah, you have to kind of say what is what is worth sacrificing for convenience and what is worth you, you know, know what, Nika, what is worth grinding for for the sense of wonder. You know what, Nika? Another way that I think that they gave that to us, and, and until now I had complained about it, but now it actually makes more sense. How many zones do you go into? And you're like in the corner and you think, what? There's no other fucking aetherites? What happens when I need to go to that side of the zone? By putting an aetherite like down in the corner or off on the edge, and that's the only thing, yep. it even forces flying you, takes forever. Yeah, it even it forces you to I don't think I've ever a seen more. a hunt in Azaslaw that wasn't in Gamma Quadrant. This <laughs> <laughs> is me off. Okay, well now, and to go along with that, like people are saying how once you get flying, you can see all these like new islands and stuff and like little crevices you couldn't get to before. What's the point? At that point, okay, you go in the crevice and you're in there and then there's like level 56, 57 mobs and that's it. There's nothing in there. There's not a point to go there. It's yeah, just, oh, true. okay, it's a thing there, but there's no point to it. Well, have like, have like a hit. It's as po- its point. Well, I, mean, have, like, I mean, do you want reward, do you want to reward you want exploration? To poetics? Do you want to get poetics for exploring nooks and crannies? Yeah. Reward exploration. Have well, like a uh, hidden it, quest it, down there or I something. D- d- you, you, you have a weekly quest. It's like, all right, I, uh, I had a chest full of poetics out there somewhere go find it <laughs> and it's different for everybody so no one can help you and they don't mark it on the map fuck no they don't they don't, no. Tell, they don't even tell you what zone it's in actually that would 
damn, that would be a fucking pain in the dick. Like, that would be the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Be like, alone. Five people that would do it, like, hardcore, and then everyone else would just be like, eh, if I come across it, I come across it. No, well, you know like, what would happen? But, but, After a week, they would have a map showing all the possible <laughs> locations. Yeah, on pretty it. much. Yeah, that's that's true. But, I mean, but, like, think about, think about, like, when you're going through the Heavensward quest, and even once you have flying, and there's, like, this one point that a Moogle wants you to find, and you're, <laughs> you're like, God damn, I can't find this last fucking coupon nut! Oh, my God. Where I the know. fuck is like, it? Every baby Moogle finds the little tiniest crack to hide in, and you just can't find it. I'm That's the worst. Go Koopo crazy. Here. I remember one time uh, when Nira was uh, going through this, and he's trying to find uh, like some kind of plan for those damn Moogles. Fucking and he Moogles. was raging so hard. So I'm like, okay, hold on, Nira. I'll come save you. <laughs> and I went out and I flew there and I knew exactly the quest he was talking about. So I'm like, I flew over like this little this hump true. of rubble. This is a hundred percent true. And I'm like, is it over here? He's like, no, it's not over here. God damn it. I'm like, okay, settle down. I flew over to an abandoned building house <laughs> structure. I say, is it over here? He's like, God, God damn, damn it. it. God damn it. No, no. The <laughs> best was when I was first in the training mess and I had just gotten flying and I was flying around. I found an Escalia. He was he was in 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 the rookery killing stuffs, right? Yeah. And I poked him, and then he sends me a tell with like a cry face. He's like, I can't find the last Moogle, and I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, good luck. And I flew off. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, it's not like you could have seen the fucking Moogle anyway. Right, and I hadn't done those quests yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> Screw him. Uh, but, uh, but no, so, all right, hold on. Now, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, Nero, you, you've been playing MMOs uh, longer than any of us. Like, like way back to what, Ultima? Yeah. The which, Black Knight. Yeah. The, yeah, you, the were, the, you were the Black, the Black Knight. Because yeah. that was the original. <laughs> Well, back in those days, he might have been the first black. No, 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 no. <laughs> back in those days, actually, a jet black die tub was really hard to come by. Really That's expensive, yeah. Yeah. So, so he was the the original Black Knight. So, so what what was your first sense of real wonderment in an MMO, and have you experienced it since then? Um, I, you know, like there was a lot of really cool things about Ultima Online, but I'm not sure that I ever got the sense of wonder from that. I got the sense of community from Ultima Online because I I found a I found a group that uh you know they they had their own house and we all played together. It was the only time in my life. I mean, I was young, was like sixteen. Impressionable. Uh, it was the only time in my life where I've role played at all. <laughs> and now the you tell us off for it. The and truth well, comes out. I, and well, and I did really scandalous things like host city council meetings. <gasps> so. <laughs> Yes. What was your position on this well, city we, we council? Were, we were the Moon Glow Defense Force. <laughs> moon Glow. That's right. How, how that was could, a city. How could the Black city. Knight be part of the Moon Glow? Well, no. The I, Moon, I, I, moon Glow was a city. Oh, guys, guys. I, I, I think I know what we're gonna have to name our sister shell whenever we, uh, whenever we make one. <laughs> <laughs> the Moonglow Defense Force. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so uh no, that I that's that's what I got out of Ultima Online and then I think the first real sense of like overwhelming hugeness that I got in an MMO was uh probably uh you know really really early on with FF11 uh, and going into one of those gigantic zones for me it would have been constant highlands uh early on uh, probably not the crag so much but right. just the size of the zone the scope of the zone uh you know uh just how how overwhelming do you remember the whole world world was like yeah it, do you remember uh, when that. we first started hanging out uh, in, in, in our 
door Merrill when you were a deskie at midnight and we watched that three hour Tiamat fight video. Yeah, I do. I, I do remember that. <laughs> the we were, blue oh my guard. God. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh my God, I want to do this. I want to sit here and have a six hour fight. <laughs> Well, like, but it, but it, no, I don't think in any other MMO I've like gone out of my way to like, right, right. to like watch something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, I don't no, know. I, I don't know what it was about that game, but there was something. There was something there. There was something about it. So have it. you felt it since? Uh, in heaven's word, uh, you know, I just got to Idleshire the other day, uh, 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 last night, in fact. Uh, and yeah, I, I, th- I, I think I am, um, I, you know, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have the same sense of wonder. Right. No, I that, think that's true. It's hard I think to get a, lo- again. a lot of it is rose colored glasses and nostalgia. Um, but I, you know, certainly there have been things that, you know, times where I've been like, wow, this is really, really, really impressive. And I think, I think most of that comes from attention to detail and how, like, just how mm-hmm. much Square Enix has, uh, it, you know, developed this world and watching it develop from 1.0. And we'll, we'll actually get into this in a minute. Uh, it, I think, I think that's been really the most impressive, uh, thing for me is how well they've stuck to their canon um so and and that's what keeps me you know like i know we joke about my immersion and everything like that but i think that that really helps keep me into the game because there's you know like as a 1.0 player i'm still catching little nods back to 1.0 and i'm like ah that's that thing (laughs) so uh you know uh, i i think i think that's really important and and to to support the world long term but you know back in 1.0 when i had first uh, you know when we had first i did not have that sense at all uh, you know, there was a, 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 anyone who played 1.0 or has seen what videos about, of it. What of about it? with the destruction of 1.0? Because I actually, because obviously I never played, but watching videos of people like standing there, like <laughs> watching Dalaman fall. That seemed like that must have been really cool. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like that, yeah, that moment, like the the final moments, like it was plagued with a lot of server problems. But you did sort of feel like you were involved in something huge. And then they put out that uh, the video on YouTube, and you were like, "Oh my god!" That like, like you could just see, like in your head, like, "Oh, my character's part of that that yeah. skirmish." And uh, it, yeah, that I think that really added to my sense of like connection with the game. And I think maybe that was the first time I. Felt Felt like I really, really, truly connected when they with destroyed the game it. when they fucked it up. But and but the thing is, is I've I've got to give them so much credit. You know, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the hinterlands and you look at something like uh, Idleshire that is this, uh, you know, it's the ruins of uh, of of Charlayan, great uh, great city, and and just you know small touches like destroyed Aetherite nodes around. You know, because yep. you you can like then picture like oh you know like. That's you know like I I I just I felt like that just gave me so much more of a sense of that place mm-hmm. and uh, you know Square Enix's attention to detail like that I think is uh, is definitely uh, in in their benefit. Right. So uh, what about you, uh, Juxta? Uh, first I, first sense of wonderment and have you have you felt it in Heaven's Ward? I've been tracking racking my brain trying to think of something and my sense of wonderments don't typically come from like seeing things or the story so much but one thing that does point uh that uh pops out to me uh was during 2.0 and how many like it's little details like an hero said just like how many npcs were like ba- are talking back and forth right and just like the sheer amount of like character that this game had and uh, 
I'm like thinking about Heaven's Ward and all the settlements there, and I don't feel it. I don't, really? I don't really feel like so, there's a lot of like talking and little NPCs talking back and forth. The only one that I can think of is right next to the ju- uh, jeweled courser, and like someone's talking about how their boyfriend played too much Knights and Knaves, and they don't have lemon <laughs> cakes now or something. All right, but let me ask you this, because obviously you've been really, really focused on, on, on poop-socking everything. Have you really been standing around in places enough to notice I think, that? yeah, I think that takes time to be able to notice I little touches like I every group like of NPCs and yeah. see if a thing pops above their head. Like, yeah, if there's NPCs really? that can't click on, oh, yeah. I walk over to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, that's what they think. They, when you walk up to them, that's when they have no, no, the no, little no. text I, bubble. Yeah, so. I know, but I mean, like, I, I don't think I... I I never pay attention to that. I always pay attention to that because it's always so funny because so, they have dick jokes funny. all the time. <laughs> so so prior to that, did you never have any like big uh, uh, wonderment feelings from FF11 or WoW or did you play anything mm. else before? Was WoW your first MMO? My first real one. Oh, okay. Um, what was your first actual MMO? I played Ultima Online for like three hours and then I got killed by a pig so I just stopped <laughs> playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, okay, Fantasy Star right. Online might count. Yeah, uh, no, no, that counts. That counts. Okay, that counts. was my first one then. Okay. Um uh most of my wonderments come from like uh like battle mechanics and like like just like owning something. I remember in World of Warcraft there was like this boss that only druids could summon and then it dropped a mount. And but it was oh, like he- it, cur- it was current content, so like you couldn't really solve the boss, but if you were a good druid then you could and well, after I started like doing that consecutively, then I was like, "I'm." That's pretty simple. <laughs> when he finally got it, yeah, and he was, you know, one of those druids, <laughs> and then they made it so that anybody could do it. Oh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was so salty. Oh, I bet you were. I was I, so I mad. Bet you were. Uh, Nika, what about you? What was your first MMO sense of wonderment? Um. Well, I the only MMOs I've ever really played are eleven and fourteen, and I think. A big part of the sense of wonderment and why it's so hard for us to get that now is simply because we've played other MMOs and we kind of know what to expect. Yeah, you like when I started Eleven, I didn't even know what an MMO was. Like I picked up the game because it was a Final Fantasy game, and I jumped right into it. And I was I think, like, I think, I, I think that's a, a lot of people's point of I contact knew what it for was Eleven. I remember yeah. following through like PlayStation magazine with and a stuff. sense of wonder. Like my my fir- okay, I guess my first real sense of wonder was I had met a bu- my I was very social when I first started the game. I wanted to be friends with everybody. I didn't understand how the game worked. I didn't understand why I couldn't pick up the home point and move it wherever I wanted it. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was it was bad. And so I had met a couple of friends and one guy's like, "You know what? He's he's level 12, right?" And I'm like level 10. He's like, "I have every map in this entire game. I'm going to lead you to Juno." And I was like, Okay, sure. I don't know what Juno is. And we ran as level 12s through all these like level 30 mobs to get to Juno. I get there. He leaves me because he has to log off and I get lost in Juno. And you know how easy uh, Juno is, right? Yeah. Straight lines with the connections. I'm sitting there shouting, where's the mock house? I'm so lost. Where's the mock house? <laughs> and like people weren't helping me. I was so confused. And I think just realizing that there was this whole area I wasn't even supposed to be at yet because I was only level 10. Like wow. it, it just blew my mind. I could see that being a little bit my I'm blowing. Yeah. Was was that senpai? No. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> it was this, is it, he ended up quitting like without saying a word and I never heard from him after I mean after a while and I was yeah. sad. Uh, but um it's just that whole that whole world. I mean, what is it? Marifitad Mountains had the big dragon was that the mountains that had, like yeah, the spines? Yeah, the big oh, dragon yeah. spine. Yeah, all that's the way a, through that's the entire and yeah. once I realized that it was a dragon and not mountains, I, I would like sat there for a second and I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. You know, and so but I feel like a lot of that was because I was like fifteen and I had never played an MMO. Whereas in this game 
I think of that and I'm like, yeah, that's a cool detail and I move on. Whereas at 14, if I was 15 right now and this was my first MMO, I think my mind would be blown in the same way. Yeah, sure, sure. So, I mean, it, it is Im- impossible to experience that kind of thing twice. Yeah, but, that's true. But what's the biggest sense that you've had from, from Heaven's Ward? Um, I think... I kind of look at it from, I mean, I'm not a developer, but I tend to look at it from that point of view. And I sit there and I th- I look at like the detail and like the cracks on like, like even in Idleshire right here, I'm looking at the platform behind us and like where the cracks fall off and like just who sits there and designs every little detail of like, this is a ruin, but it's livable. So like what parts of it are broken? And just, just the idea for me that someone decides all of these little details is really mind blowing to me. Um, and along with Juxta too, like when Gold Saucer first came out, I ran to every single NPC to see what they said because they are hilarious. <laughs> I still feel bad for the boyfriend and girlfriend who are waiting on opposite sides of the same room <laughs> for each other, and they can't find each other because they're on opposite what? sides. Okay, have you guys? Did you guys see the picture that I posted? Davey showed me that guy in Falcon's Nest that's just dangling. Yeah, like, I, I, I haven't even seen that guy. Yeah. Like those, that's the kind of stuff that well, makes me think, wow, these people really, really put a lot of thought. Yeah, into and yeah. he's yeah. just that's away on a side that you would that. never go to. Like, 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 like yes. he's literally right by the zone line. I don't even know how Davey found that poor bastard, but man, Square Enix, you better have a quest to save his ass. <laughs> but like, but, but seriously, you know, and especially Nika, and, and you can, you can speak to this, especially comparative to 1.0, the, the world that they had made with 1.0, uh, was just so devoid of all of that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like it felt big, but it was a lot of repeated textures, a lot yes. of repeated areas. Are you guys and sure the, you were just little character the right dialogue menus? wasn't. It didn't really make you feel like you were immersed in a town, kind of. So, yeah. yeah. You know what? No, that's absolutely true. Immersion within towns. One of my yes. one of my favorite things when I first started playing uh, A Realm Reborn was when I would get to just a town like like Falgord Float or, or Quarry Mill. Like, every single one of those seemed so unique and different yeah. from each other. It wasn't just the same tiny little establishment or settlement every time. Like, they were seriously so fucking cool yeah you guys are talking about how like until the world blew up you didn't feel immersed in it and i kind of like my first real sense of like these people know what the hell they're doing is when they 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 saved the servers and then they had monsters and like the the empire whoever was just like attacking all everything of the yeah and you like whatever you did in your character didn't matter they were giving out relics like from your dreams and you were using them to fight the the big generals who were coming into the town and i was like standing there with some of my friends and i was just like holy crap what is going on this is fucking crazy and then once they shut the server down and that video went live i was like this is real guy. Yeah. Yeah. This no, is that, happening. and, and, and I agree. No, that, that end of an era video, that was like, that was the I got thing. <gasps> like that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, something that I just thought of, uh, uh, another thing that, that wow did right. I don't know if they still do this, but whenever they were about to start an expansion, they would have huge events like that. Like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, before Cataclysm, Deathwing would fly around <laughs> and just burninate entire zones. Sure. Everything. One-shotted. Monsters, players, NPCs. Wow. Everything. Everything. And 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 reminds me of what you're talking. I kind of I kind of feel like I uh, like I wanted something like that to yeah. happen towards the end of 2.0. Like like okay, either so, the ending of an expansion or the beginning of an expansion. Like actual events that you see reflected within the real world are so fucking right. Cool. Right. So like so uh, and and uh, I, I'll I'll save I, I won't I won't spoiler anything here. But at the end of 2.5, when the Sultana is dead, uh, they had you know they they could have had an. Op- 
opportunity to throw Ulda into chaos mm-hmm. and and have that you know like have the but same see, sort of that thing. A, that has that assumes though that everyone has finished the story to that point because if all of a sudden Ulda's in chaos um, and you're not that point like in the instant story, zone though or yeah, something. Well, not even instant zones, but uh, phasing phasing Fa- technology yeah. that they yeah. use, where only you see like like see certain like, NPCs or, or running maybe, around, yeah, or maybe like or NPCs yeah. are missing. That works to an extent because they they're doing that right now with certain content. But the thing is, is like. For it, for it to be like an event where there's mon- you know a big dragons burning all the monsters that's not something that only well, not you something would like be that but something yeah. they could have done is have random fates spawn throughout Ulda where they were like you know citizens of unrest forming mobs and stuff mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's I, I don't know I, I think that, that there was there was a point that they could have done that with 2.0 and just had it be very short term yeah. in the interim between yeah it doesn't two, have to last two point five and three could have done is maybe something with like a dragon over Ishgard so that way it didn't really matter if you were that far because that was going on anyway yeah maybe you know like something with a, a dragon destroying things that you could like see it in the distance even i think would have been cool but yeah but uh but they didn't do that uh, i yeah big server events those those were fun and uh yeah I, I think i think with 14 the first time that i really felt like that was uh was at that uh, you I, know I'd at l- the going forward end I'd, of like an to, era. I'd like to see them one do thing that more i can remember my sense of wow uh, wonderment with with World of Warcraft when they were doing it might have been uh, it might have been a Halloween event might have been into uh, Wrath of the Lich King, but they would uh, spawn these little crates that were plagued, and if you like went <gasps> the near zombie the events. zombie event, oh yeah, and if you went near this crate when it exploded, you became a zombie. Oh, okay. And players could attack you, and as a zombie, you could attack players, and if you killed the player, they became a zombie. Oh, that's fun. And so it's like widespread oh my zombie, God. and you could kill everywhere. You could kill anyone, uh, including NPCs. NPCs. And, they would yeah. become and so everything, like, towards, like, the end of the event, like, like there's so many crates and so many zombies that like, you couldn't do anything. Like uh, yeah. quest That's givers good. were dead, auctioneers <laughs> yeah. were dead, the well, economy collapsed. I, you know what? I, that actually that that does remind me of one of the very early things that I had experienced in Ultima Online that was just like that that blew my fucking mind. Uh, there was a graveyard that was right on the outskirts of Britannia, and there was I remember one day uh, my guild, someone in my guild goes, "Holy shit, guys, warp to Britannia!" And we're like, "What's going on?" They're like. There's fucking there there are undead that are just coming in droves out of the out of the the graveyard and they would just they would they were just like invading the city and nobody like this was nobody said anything uh, uh you know on on UO side like it just happened like they just turned on the event and it was go time and whoever was online got to experience it and whoever was not there didn't yeah and and, and I was like oh that was so cool like nobody else will get to be able to experience that there was also something else there was uh, this is legendary for back in the day of of Ultima Online I didn't experience this firsthand but uh, Lord British who was um, actually original name the uh, yeah I know right (laughs) but he was he was actually the character for the uh, the guy who created the game Richard Garriott would every once in a while deliver addresses to you know like he would sit there yeah that's cool his character would come out of the castle and he would issue an address well there was one day someone figured out how to hack up onto the platform that he was and kill 
killed Lord yeah. British. And it was in people went fucking crazy and it became this legendary event. And apparently Richard Garriott was super pissed about it. <laughs> like privately, like it wasn't I even feel like, like at that point, if I was somebody I'd be like, all right, take the character out of the game now. You fucked it up. <laughs> I, think I feel I, like if, if I was the creator of that and someone figured out how to do that, I would have thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I would have been like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the assassination, uh, the assassination of Lord British, that was like one of the most legendary things that ever went down on, in early MMOs. And that was one of the things that one of the stories that I had heard told to me where I was like, oh, shit, I need to be involved in right? this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, Jux is going to attest to this. This is probably one of the most fun that I've ever had on World of Warcraft with him. Someone had glitched an, uh, a high level elite mob from like three zones yes. over into Stormwind, right? Now, this was something yeah. that, that Max, that Tremus, this giant dragon, that's something that high-level characters could have <laughs> killed, but sure. the bug was, if it killed someone outside of who claimed it, i.e. level one players, right. it would glitch and its health would um, immediately regen back up to full. <laughs> yep. For, like, hours, it was just running around, destroying everything in Stormwind. <laughs> uh-huh. and, yep. and, and Juxta was actually, he, he logged on to a low-level character and kept running up to it to purposely be killed. <laughs> <laughs> and high-level players like, we need to get it into the castle so like the king and all the guards up there would help kill it and stuff right oh my god it was amazing oh, that's it funny. was so it epic. was so that's, good that's so funny the th- that's the thing like with mmos the greatest stories that are told are the things that are completely unintentional unintentional yeah or or like born of chaos sort of like yep. the yep. the end of an era was mm-hmm. you know uh i i think I, th- I i think that those uh those are very good points and so i think that this kind of uh this jumps us into our next topic which is uh you know the the wonders of eorzea uh you know maybe some urban myths the big one going around right now of course is the airship that appears in various zones in heaven's word uh nika you've done some uh some research about this uh what what are your theories about this airship well, let me explain what this is, basically. Okay. And I, I found it on the stream once, too, which was pretty cool. Basically, it's usually found in Sea of Clouds, but people have seen it in other zones. But off the border, when you fly your, your mount all the way to the border, hit the border, off the border, you can see in the distance a glowing ship. And it looks pink to me, but I guess you think it's, it's red. Pink, no, it's, purple, it's, it's reddish. Pink. It's, it's, like, pink. it's like pink lights. It is a black ship with pink lights, and it has like oars that come out of the bottom and like spiky things that come out of the top. Right. No one knows what it is. It just flies around very slowly, and then it disappears. I bet Yoshi and knows what it is. No one knows. What, well, okay. Yoshi <laughs> probably knows what it is. No one in the game knows what it is. It was just discovered one day. People started posting, what is this? What could this be? Right. And so, of course, people start popping up theories. What could this be? Um, the the first theories that were coming out were things like, oh, maybe that is going to be our new 24-man raid on that ship. Oh, come Which, on. That no. didn't take hold too, too strongly, yeah, but they're like, small. oh, well, Yoshiba's hinting at future content. Yes, but I don't think that's where our 24-man raid's going to be. Right. Uh, a lot of people were thinking, oh, well, we know the Garleans are making a big airship. Maybe that's it. It, it doesn't look like anything garland. It's it's it, the the light patterns on it look a lot more elegant. It me, looks but. elegant. Yeah. It, yes. um, some people were thinking it could be something with the Asians, but we've never really seen the Asians need a ship. They just kind of teleport around. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Didn't we already? We did see the new uh, the the new airship from you, the Garleans. You do see it in in yeah. the later yeah. cutscenes. Uh, yeah, so. the, the Agrius oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And so, but people are like, no, and it looks the, just the like the are making this big. Yeah. Why would the Garleans? just have their ship randomly flying around. Yeah, they, yeah and yeah. they wouldn't need a tiny little ship. Um, someone else had posted, I wish I had a picture of it right now, but um, 
Eden was it FF eight or FF9 that had the the, uh, the primal Eden and it it kind of I mean eight, it, eight, it doesn't look like it enough but someone posted a picture whereas if you lay them on top of each other the shape is kind of similar but okay. I don't think that's what they're going with this hmm. well because um, and, and we've already you know we've had the flying primal that was Bismarck I just yes, I don't think that I, that would I be don't, yeah I, I don't, don't think, think they'd go back go to that, that it'd feel like a retread right there are two really big theories that I think are possibly both true and these are the ones that have really taken hold um the 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 biggest biggest theory everyone thinks is if anyone's ever played final fantasy 4 they have the lunar whale yes ship which yes. you use to go to space um yeah. the lunar whale um it, as you know heaven's word has had a lot of reference already in in terms of ff4 like they had all yes. the, the pre-order content was ff4 and yes. i pointed out before that the monk af2 that's coming out is like a yang outfit almost all um, the af2 is is final fantasy 4 yes, final fantasy 4 based inspired. off yes. final fantasy 4 and yes. so i think that using the lunar whale as a reference would be a really really cool idea and a nice callback and so people are like oh we're gonna get to go to space whatever and without spoiling there are things after the credits that make this connect that in, in a way that I could totally see them doing this. Okay. Um, well, other- Yoshi P at one point said he'd like to take us to the moon. Yes. And, and I, I think, think that it's quite possible. Considering that Yoshi likes Mustadio for a machinist job. I, I, I feel like, dude, yeah. he, dr- he drops this shit all the time, and then we just kind of like gloss over. Gloss over. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, of course he likes Mustadio. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be chemist. We're going to go to the moon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The moon sounds great. It's probably Dalamon. Come on. Get your head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one other theory is that it was kind of a Noah's Ark for elegance because people think it looks elegant. The light patterns are elegant. It shines like elegant. It looks like everything elegant we've ever seen. Um, I like that, that theory. In, 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 the, 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 when the earthquake calamity happened, they're thinking there's no way that not a single elegant escaped and that maybe someone has said, oh, maybe there's a bunch of elegants on there waiting for a call from headquarters that will never come. But I feel mm. like eventually, they, if they were still like awake and alive, they would have went back and well, figured did we, shit out. Did we so, ever, did we, I mean, throughout the Crystal Tower storyline, and I'm just, I, my, I'm, I'm forgetting it off the top of my head, did we ever figure out what the Crystal Tower was designed to call? Like what, remember, it was supposed to be a beacon for something. Did we, did that ever get resolved? I'm not, I'm not trying know, to I'm draw. Not, was it a beacon? I thought that it was supposed to just draw Raw energy, and it was, yeah, it was just a source. source of energy. And when they said that it was a beacon, I thought I took that more as like it's a beacon of hope for the Alagon people. Like when they see the Crystal Tower. No, because I thought I thought the I thought the Crystal Tower was the entire reason that well, the only that like their royalty calamity of the Alagons could oh, even open no, it. No, no, yes, why, okay. Like, I know what you're talking about now. The 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 beacon was to the the world of darkness because that guy, uh, the fuck, what was his name now? Nero. No, no, the uh, the actual boss that we fought at that. Uh, oh, uh, Zan. Zan. Yeah, 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 Zan, because he made the pact with darkness, and I think that that it was uh, gathering up energy, and the beacon was to the world of darkness with this being that that he had made the pact. Hmm, okay, I think I I just I don't remember. I just I remember right. that reference being mm-hmm. made to Crystal Tower, but I just don't remember how it resolved. That's all. Uh, I, I I yeah. So um, the, the biggest theory is that maybe there are a bunch of elegants who entered sleep stasis on the ship and they're just sure. floating throughout space in sleep stasis waiting for someone to wake them up and revive the elegant race of people. That would be cool. You know what I hope Interesting. it is? I hope this has nothing to do with Heaven's Ward and this is just the first of many teases to whatever 4.0 is going to be because we know that they have the story already and so Yoshi's like, you know what? A little side project. I want you to work on this for me. We're just going to toss into the background. <laughs> and they're I don't just know teasing if they would these do it tiny things. 
I think over the course of like awesome. a year and a half. Yeah, I think but that would be especially fucking because cool. they're putting it in these zones. I don't know. I don't feel like I think that would be cool because that would blow your mind. Because you know what's gonna happen is we're gonna end up forgetting about this until like three point three when they do some other tiny little tease, and we're gonna be like, oh my god, wait, oh, oh, remember the red ship? Remember that red ship? And then when 4.0 finally does come around, it's all going to make sense. And we're going to be like, why didn't we see this coming? Well, we'll see. Maybe it's just a glitch. But, that, but you know, <laughs> I, but but that's a that's a good point, though, is that rarely does something like this not pay off. The, and, and this goes back to what I was saying about the attention to detail between 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0 and how they are creating a cohesive world among all three of those that is still valid. So, you know, you've got, you, you know, you've got all of these different moving pieces, but you've still got, you know, uh, uh, places, locations and things from 1.0 that are making the transition to 3.0 and having a story impact. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I do think that this is going to pay off in the long term because of some of the things that had been introduced with 1.0 that are not just now in 3.0 finally paying off uh i uh, so uh let's let's talk about uh some of these uh you know there are i mean there are other popular examples of like uh urban myths or urban legends surrounding final fantasy 14 of course sky bear being one of them that was that was much more of a community right yeah, yeah. community generated thing so cool though when things just like a glitch happen and a bear gets stuck and people start to like worship him like a god i think when a community <laughs> comes together for that kind of thing it's it's really hilarious and I don't know. Absolutely. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, there's there are some other ones too. Uh, you know, like uh, the kneel and pray. Look, uh, it works. Okay, it doesn't work. Uh, excuse me, Nika. Just stop a minute and let me say something. Okay, I have never gotten a drop out of a dungeon by not doing that. Now, I'm not saying that it works every time, right? But every time I've gotten a drop, it's because okay, I've but done I the never kneel and did pray. that and got all the drops. So, what does yeah. that mean? I'm just saying, Nika. Anyway, well, uh, well, why don't, why don't you why don't, explain explain your? Okay, so in order to to increase OCD-ness, your chance at getting a, a, a drop from the zodiac, and, and Jux was the one that told me about this, you have to wait for everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, else, everyone. Everyone else to leave the dungeon, right? And then you target the exit, you kneel before it. And then you leave, and you have an increased chance. Have you chance ever of heard it. of superstition? Yeah, that <laughs> have is. Have you ever heard <laughs> of when a black your cat face? crosses your path? It's bad luck. It's, it's that, the same thing. It's not real. Well, it's you know placebo, what? Dude. You know what? Before, before I met you, Nika, a black cat crossed my path. So I'd say that bad luck is pretty real. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, I got Nika to swear on air. Wow. Woo. I swear all the time. Yeah. I don't know why you guys like, are yeah. so surprised every time yeah. I do that. Yeah, no, it, yeah, that's not I a big deal. I feel like I never hear anyway, it. Anyway, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, that's, I think, again, that's a much more, like, community-driven thing, and that kind of goes back to, uh, you know, an old urban myth in, in FF11, where if you crafted in a specific direction, you would have... That, hey, that was never disproven. Uh, you, would, you would have an increased <laughs> yeah, I chance. I thought that was true. I, don't, I, thought, uh, I thought that that was confirmed to we're, we're not we're not gonna get into this it's the wrong <laughs> fucking game but that uh, uh, th- those are some of the and then, and then there are other things and i have to wonder how many more of these there are out there for and example we just haven't seen them yeah, yeah that we've never picked up on for example Edda's ghost oh that's so appe- appearing in uh you know in the the three nations uh every once in a while at Does you know she appear like, if you haven't cleared the original tamtara or the i think i think it just i mean because it's so quick that like even if you haven't cleared it like you wouldn't you would think that it's just somebody's 
zoning. You know, like yeah. I don't think you would even think twice about it because uh, it's not like a nameplate appears or anything. It's just the character model, and then Which it I fades. love little things like that. Square Enix, keep doing these things. Yeah, well, and the things we like, we want more. Of bring back Sky Bear. I want to see Sky Bear like when I'm in Idlishire, just walking across the clouds before he vanishes. But the thing is, well, the th- but the thing <laughs> is, was a mount for Sky Bear. <laughs> the, what, oh my God. A cloud Sky. that just resembles a bear. Sky Bear Mount. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, but you know, the thing is, is that we had to be told about Edda's ghost right. before anyone started looking for him because nobody had any. Nobody had caught on to it. Of the people said they saw it, but thought they were seeing things because it was so fast. Yeah, exactly. Which so, is how that happens in real life, though. Like, like you know, you don't just. But you gotta wonder how you gotta. <laughs> but you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder how many other things like that are in this game that we just don't yeah. know about yet. Um, so, uh, did you guys ever see the glitch that happened in the in the hinterlands? Right when you zone in those Norboy uh, mobs, there would just like be a pack of them, like twenty to thirty of them, in like a five yom radius, and they're just packed, and people would just like zone in and start running, and they'd all aggro on one I've person never seen that. I've never and seen just that. annihilate him never seen it no no oh maybe the chat can back me up but i saw it and it was hilarious <laughs> i'm like are these real mobs or like poke one and they all came after me I'm like holy shit <laughs> sense of danger <laughs> that's what we need more of it's yeah. just random packs of stuff a packs yeah. of death mobs but but uh, again uh you know there there are these uh you know there are these things there's these carryovers from uh, 1.0 that uh, you know that some of them paid off in 2.0 some of them just now paying off in 3.0 and there's actually there's a great series of videos out there uh, that I invite you guys to check out uh, the, uh, the 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 guy uh, or the person I, I guess uh, who does these videos uh, goes by the doppelgamer uh, you can find <laughs> them I like that you can find them on uh, on YouTube uh, but they did a, a series of videos uh, where they were able to glitch into parts of the 1.0 map that were otherwise, uh, you know, gated off with an invisible wall. And they found some really interesting stuff uh, when they would. Now, some of it uh, is uh, is like this. And here we'll uh, we'll put up the video. But, uh, you know, there's there's not going to be we don't need sound for this because it's mostly just uh, someone walking around uh, an area in uh, in 1.0. But here we go. Uh, we'll uh We'll go ahead and play this for you. Um, but what this the is fuck that map, dude. Yeah, that was well. That was the original uh, 1.0 uh, Than uh, uh, Thanaland map. But here we see uh, uh, the uh, Ceruleum processing plant. Uh, this was not an area accessible in 1.0. Uh, they had to uh, glitch past an invisible wall to be able to get here. Uh, you see uh, all you know. The, this is this is what the Ceruleum. You know, like when you zone in right. no North Than. Uh, that's this is the early version of all of this. Huh. Uh, these were sort of like set pieces that you could see off in the distance, but you could never actually access. Wow, I wouldn't have realized that they actually like you know designed they it all textured enough for you yeah. to walk on it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's not lo- just a visual in the background. But I think, it's not blue enough. I think. Well, I think what what will be surprising as we go through some of these videos is how actually complete some of these areas are and uh you know and, and again you know uh, uh y- there you see uh the you know from the distance what what you would kind of see on the map and you know just again this is sort of like uh you know the prototyped version of uh of, of you know what we got with 2.0 and there's some there's some other really interesting examples that have now made it into 3.0 Juxta, as well maybe this means we can actually go in the lighthouse castle 
I can't wait for the lighthouse castle. Oh, come on. What lighthouse castle? Are you, are you, the lighthouse castle. It's, it's the giant lighthouse castle outside of Ulda in, um, was that Western oh, yeah, Thanalon? Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, she yeah. knows what we're talking about, the lighthouse castle. <laughs> there. Yeah, you, I get actually get angry when I find big towers with doors that you can't open. <laughs> I want to go in these things. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that there's a walkable space inside of them. Uh, so there, there's uh, there's an example of uh, uh, you know like one of the uh, you know 1.0 areas that uh, that ended up getting redesigned. Uh, here we have um, we have another area, the uh, Silda Waterways, which um, this was actually a part of the Copper Bell Mines zone, which was not a dungeon. It was just a zone that you could walk. Ooh, yep, that's yep, really cool. I remember that. that. That you could walk into. There were like a couple of NMs that spawned back are these, there. Are these then the what, what the, the aqueducts that, that we uh, leave through Ulda at the end of 2.5? That is absolutely correct. These are the very, this is the escape route that, uh, that you take uh with uh you know at the end of uh at the end of 2.5 maybe minfilia is still down there <laughs> well this was 1.0 and minfilia just wore the underwear top what <laughs> minfilia's outfit in 1.0 she just wore like the, the underwear top as her top so Hales, so, yeah. so all here right, you, right. all right right uh, all right <laughs> you, you see this is was uh part of the uh part of the the copper bell map me of the maze of chakrami uh, and and of course, and blown through the wall. Here we get to the Silden Waterways, which uh, obviously not much here when you get there. But uh, you know, because it played such an integral part part of the uh, storyline of 2.0, thought it was uh, yeah, no, was that, definitely that really something cool. uh, you know worth uh, worth checking out there. That's so cool that there's even. I mean, it doesn't have a lot of texture, but you like you can see the water and you can see like they put all of this detail in. And I was wondering like if the game had continued on the path it was going would we have come to this place eventually well and and i i mean i think you can you can ask that about a you know a lot of these uh, uh areas that uh never ended up getting used but existed on the map you know yeah there was there was definitely probably some story that uh you know existed around these places and you know i would have been i would have been very interested to know what the original intention of some of these were um but here we go we've got uh there's there were also some areas that you could get to that um never you know we never uh got to you know see again mm-hmm. uh partially you know some of them because of the the calamity uh and uh, and other things here we've got uh, an area uh called sandgate those maps are terrible <laughs> uh oh the maps are you have just, no idea the maps are just awful uh but this was another inaccessible area called sandgate in fact uh this is a part of the map that has been completely wiped out because of the calamity uh is now a part Part of the burning wall uh i mean like really oh. like this this got severely severely oh, fucked wow. up. uh so but this is this is what was there and uh and uh, you know a lot of these of course you know they're not necessarily dungeons per se uh but they uh were probably designed much like how copper bell was originally right. designed where it was just an open zone that you go into wasn't many bosses maybe an nm would spawn there or something because a lot of these are very uh 
you know, very small, uh, compact zones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I clearly not meant for a confrontation like maybe on the level like Zamel or uh, Cutter's right, Cry that, right. were, that were in 1.0. Um, so, it, which, you know, you go back and you look at those encounters. Those are, those dungeons are massive. Like, those are huge dungeons. Zamel isn't, isn't like how it is now where it's just one big straight line. There was a lot of different paths that you could go off on. Um, so, uh, you know, here, here we see, uh, you know, lots of, uh, and, and again, this is all stuff that was, that was made. It's all in the game, uh, ready to go. And you got to wonder what was the initial intention for some of this stuff, because not all of this stuff is irrelevant. Some of it, as we'll see in a few minutes is making a comeback for, and, I mean, it actually kind of blows my mind that they had the Silden waterways as a, as a place to walk around. I feel like, cause that was a part of the old lore you don't learn for a very long time and that well, they and, had and that you, initially i was i'm really curious how they were planning to play that out and you only really learn about that from the hildebrand uh mm-hmm. uh you know set of quests but you know you gotta like you gotta think like how much of this lore was already written when the new dev team got put into place and then how much do, do they have to work with right you know what i mean like how much uh, how much of the world uh you know did they did they design much for dravania what was the uh, you know because it was there it existed on the Eorzea map but what was the original intention for this and and uh i would be really interested to know how much of the original design document for final fantasy 14 1.0 still remains and still remains relevant mm-hmm. because so much of it has to that that world they built on top of that world it right. they didn't yeah. just make it irrelevant or non-canon um, so, uh, you know, again, this is, uh, uh, uh Sandgate Mines, uh, a place that was, uh, blown off the map in, uh, Eastern Thanalan, uh, which would now be part of the Burning Wall. Uh, it is, it is effectively rubble now. And, uh, let's see, let's see what else. Um, again, these, these are all, uh, videos that come to us from, uh, Doppelgamer. From the Doppelgamer. It's such a cool name. Um, <laughs> now there's, here's, here's one. That that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, this this one right around the uh, Isles of Umbra, which uh, we know now to uh, to you know uh, we we've got to take a, a ferry over to get to the Isles of Umbra. But at one point, the, uh, all of those islands were kind of connected uh, with a series of bridges and, and terrible maps. <laughs> well, that kind of goes without saying. Um, and uh, in, in in one of those, you had. Uh, this area, uh, which uh, they've uh, the the person has uh, labeled Umbra Cove, uh, but this I think is really interesting because I think this shows some intention here. Um, if you go to where roughly this would be on the 2.0 map, you'll find the Saspa spawning grounds, and what you'll see through this, oh. uh, what you'll see through this video is that there's actually quite a lot that's been laid out in here in terms of. Of, you know a design for a zone it's it's rather complete uh none of these things are are incomplete by by any stretch right, of right. the imagination mm-hmm. but and there what, was an npc at this this one <laughs> uh yeah it was on, sometimes npcs blocked your entrance and also gave you names for the location sometimes they would name the location and that's gonna that's gonna be key here in just a moment um but as we see you know running through there's there's obviously you know this, these big long tunnels the intro tunnels that uh would exist 
for a lot of these dungeons. But you'll see that it'll come into an area that kind of reminds you a little bit of Sestasha and the um, you know the 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 kind of like pirate built up right. elements yep. of Sestasha. But then you'll also notice that there will be Sahagan flags around there too. So I think the original intention for this was to be maybe not as the uh, the doppelgamer has has uh, labeled it Umbra Cove, but that this originally was supposed to be the Saspa spawning grounds. Well, remember too. Well, actually, you might not know because I don't think you or Sapsa. You, 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 or you haven't done the the Beastman tribe quests, right? No, I haven't. But one of the reasons that the Sapspa spawning grounds is so close to the settlement, and because they're warring, is because the 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 spawning grounds, especially because of the calamity, have been destroyed, and so they have no choice but to move if they want to continue to survive. Oh, okay. And so they're now encroaching on Limson territory. Okay. And that's actually uh, addressed in the quests. So, I, I mean, I, I think, I, I, you know, you could look at something like this as, like, the the progeny for mm-hmm. that entire storyline, and, you know, here is where the, you know, the spawning grounds would have been tightly contained, and and again, you know, the, the really the only identifying marks that we have to go by are, are uh, banners. You know, these, these aren't populated with NPCs. We don't know what the intention was there uh you know banners and 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 you know general uh general design of the zone are the only clues that we have um but given you know given that this was so deep into uh the umbra territory and it also had elements of the uh you know the sahagan i i i i think that you actually could uh you know put forth a uh, a, a pretty solid argument that this was the early maybe the early intended version of uh the the Sapspa, uh, yeah, and you're right. There's a lot of pirate yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's there definitely Sestasha uh, stuff right there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a lot of elements like straight out of you know that we still see in the yeah, in like the game. The, yeah, like the things you can walk on and yeah, yeah, platforms uh, and everything. Yeah, platforms. There were two buildings off to the side. I kind of wish that they had uh, walked in and, and, and explored those. But here now we start seeing see all the Sahagan stuff, the Sahagan yep, banners, banners, and the little flint or the little torches that they had. In 1.0, they had Beastman banners in all the different areas where Exa- Beastmen were populated. So exactly, it's a big clue. Yeah, I and I and I would say that that yeah, that is a pretty good indication that that I mean again geographically, uh, thematically, it also sort of fits together so uh you can see sort of an early version of that and again all of this stuff is stuff that paid off except you know except for maybe the um you know the sand gate which was completely wiped off the map uh but there are other examples of that too uh you know there was uh, cassiopeia hollow in uh linosia that was completely wiped off the map due to the calamity and and so you know like that the fact that they've held to all of this is uh it, you know is uh super super impressive so let's uh uh, let's move on from uh, that into some stuff that actually kind of made it into uh, 3.0. Now, early on in uh, in the 3.0 expansion, uh, you know, in Heavensward, uh, there's a you know, you get sent immediately to Falcon's Nest out in uh, Western Curthus, and they talk a lot about uh, you know about the history behind Falcon's Nest, about the calamity, the uh, the the push. Uh, the, the, you know, the push eastward into, uh, the central highlands trying to avoid the, you know, the, the snow and the harshness of the calamity, the, uh, harsh conditions that were created by the calamity. And so, uh, here's this video that, um, I, I, you know, really gives you a great, 
a great sense of what was there in the 1.0 uh, Falcon's Nest area. So there we go. We see it oh. off off the map in uh, in the western part of the Highlands. There's no snow. There's no snow. That's, uh, I think, the first big noticeable thing. And, uh, you know, you've got, you know, you've got a, a fairly sizable tower I, uh, uh, over there. And I think you actually see the remnants of that tower in, uh, in part of the zone, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, you know, again, 1.0 was criticized being large for, uh, largely for being unpopulated, widely spread out. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, interesting That's things a, to look at. It looks more like countryside. But this is what this, I mean, you know, when, when the, there's literally an NPC that says, well, the original camp is still here. It's just buried underneath all that snow. Yeah. This is what actually, they're talking that's about. That's actually really cool, too. The, the, the busted eighth, right? You're talking about halfway up the zone map? Well, that's different. That's different. Oh, okay. No, this, this is, is this fa- is Falcon's Nest. This is literally what, what should be underneath. Oh. Uh, which wow, should, that's not very big is it no it's not very big at all but i, I actually want to just back it up here real quick look at look at this look at this uh look at this uh um right here uh the sign above uh whatever this guild house is it's it's a pair of antlers and uh, you know a lot of people I, I, I clearly this is never going to play a part in in uh, ff14 proper but uh, you know again like who knows what that what the intention was there clan centurio red mage <laughs> red mage <laughs> antlers equals red mage apparently uh so uh there's there's just an example of uh again you know a reference that we've gotten uh that that's sort of paid off uh here's one that i kind of wonder if we're gonna end up seeing uh as we move forward through heavensward uh now this is a part this is a uh a, a dungeon area that was inaccessible in 1.0 uh while it shares the name it, it's not it's not actually it doesn't share the name it's got a similar name to another one of the 14 dungeons that we've uh, that we've seen with Heaven's Word. Uh, this one's called the a- Air? A- A-W- that would be Airy. I, I believe you pronounce Airy. it Airy. Airy? Yeah. I think you would pronounce it Airy, but it's it's spelled differently than the Airy that we have. And uh, 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 again, um, this is uh, a location... Irie, 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 Irie. Okay, all right. Irie, but again, this is an area that existed in the uh, northwestern part of the Corthus map. Was blocked off by uh, one NPC who na- who actually does call it the Irie uh, or uh, Irie. Uh, there you see there's the section of the map it's uh it's actually a section of the map called the lance and actually just just for a little bit of context just to give you guys a little bit of context uh here down here is where we see bane pool uh, uh well let me back that up here um o- over here is where we see that's the twin pools so that's oh, okay. that's the vast okay. majority of the western corthus mm-hmm. territory that we have now and i would say where uh you know where the steel vigil like the steel vigil was about maybe uh uh, it, 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 you know, over towards maybe the teleport point on the uh, lower right hand side of that map. Uh, but where we have Steel Vigil now is actually more towards where that that's that right, second right. rightmost pool is on uh, on this map. So uh, this is something that that exists a little bit farther north of uh, the existing territory that we get. But as with all dungeons, the entrance to such things can be kind of different from right. G- 
right, geographically right. where yep. they're located. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is one that I, I wonder if we'll end up seeing. This will end up being a future name for a dungeon that will end up getting uh, cool. down the line. Uh, now, Corthus had several of these. Um, there was not just this, but uh, there was another dungeon we'll talk about in just a second. And uh, that actually did make it into 3.0. Um, but, the, you know, the, uh, the the Corthus dungeons are interesting because we did actually see one Corthus dungeon in 1.0. That was the Zymal Darkhold. And uh, in that, you know, we, we you know, got to see, uh, you know, we didn't get to interact with any Ishgardians, but it was a very similar encounter to what we have now where, you know, the Void Scent were coming up because of something that uh, the, the Zamal clan, the Zamal family had unlocked the mile the mile family had <laughs> unlocked in uh in the dark hole right and uh I thought they dug too deep or something they did they dug yeah. They, yeah, they dug too deep the original intention for the zone uh or or that area was to act as a refuge from the dravanian war yep and uh they ended up digging dug too, too deep. deep demons and yeah it un- unlocked void scent and that's where you get the eye and uh you know you you, you get uh, that follows you around throughout the, the uh you know a, lot, a significant portion of the battlefield you get these these big stone circle doors that is uh, that is a big that is a big uh, 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 characteristic of all of the Corthus dungeons as well we'll get to that in just a second and uh, you know and and it's so you know you got you got to see uh, you know a little bit of what was laid out for 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 something else now I, I think the uh, what, what's laid out here in the Irie is uh, pretty similar to what you know what you saw in Zamal, but just kind of scaled down. Zamile. Zamile. Um, but just sort of uh, scaled down here. We actually see uh, a, a little bit of a uh, uh, you know third person shot and uh, maybe some confrontation areas uh, that would have uh, that would have been in there. But uh, it remains to be seen whether or not this will uh, this will end up becoming a dungeon moving forward. But uh, let's let's talk about something from 1.0 that an area from 1.0 that actually made it in to 3.0. Now this is really interesting. There's an area of the 1.0 Curthus map on the eastern side uh, that had a blocked off area that we'll see here explored in just a moment. That was called uh, by the NPC Henger's Crucible. 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 And it's a cool name, by the way, that is uh, if if anyone has been exploring in the Sea of Clouds, that is a name given to a location just outside of the uh, uh, outside of the dungeon that exists in Sea of Clouds. Really? Uh, And and I'm now forgetting what the name of the dungeon is. The one that's up in the the kind of north, the northern corner. I don't know that I've been never never reap. Never mm-hmm. reap. Never reap. Never reap. That's it. To level sixty. Um, okay. And and so the uh, the island that is floating right next to it, and it's actually a pretty unassuming island. There's not much that Wait, happens is, on there. Is the sea of clouds um, something that that lore wise is has just recently rose into the clouds? No, I don't think so. And, but this is but this place used to in one was on the ground. This place, yes, this whatever this area is, this uh, the the NPC outside of this. Now this is the very northeastern section of uh, the the Curthus map. Right. So uh, we're talking about you know areas that uh, have not you know you know we 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 haven't seen these. We could see these maybe in the four expansion, um, but. 
Yeah, this is. Uh, it, oh wait, wait. So this this was a 1.0 hidden area. Hidden that area. Is, okay, never mind. I was gonna say. So in one point it was on the ground, and now it's in the air. But they just recycled to use it in the air instead. I don't know. I I, I you know I, I think given the attention to detail, which I think that's been kind of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the the, the um, thesis, if you will, uh, for this entire discussion is is Square Enix's attention to detail. How did Henger's Crucible, which was a 1.0 ground location in East Kurthis, how is that in Sea of Clouds now? But but, but uh, again. This wasn't accessible, right? In, okay, but in there was, case, but there was an, but there was an NPC that named it, right? So I think that that the Crucible is probably quote unquote still on the ground, but if we're ever able to go there, they'll probably remake it and not reuse this because they've now taken this this map or this skin. And used it up in the Sea of Clouds. Well, no, but no, I mean, like, this no, this area, this area isn't up in the Sea of Clouds. The, the thing that's actually up there is just a, a pretty, like, an island with a fucking sprite on it. Like, that's it. Like, there's nothing there. But it's mar- it's marked on the map as Henger's Crucible. Oh. It's marked on, yeah. So, technically, it has rose up somehow, then? I mean, we don't know. I, 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 we, the is, the is, chat is saying that the Sea of Clouds is a thing that comes from the Calamity. When you first get there, the NPCs tell you they're still That's not it. true. The Sea of Clouds. <laughs> the sea of clouds no 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 Whoa. that's not the true the do tell you they're still charting the maps for the, that area though, that, don't they but but the sea of clouds was not entirely created by the calamity and the sea of clouds was listed on the ishgard map on the corthus map as the bordering area on even going back to 1.0 it was listed as the Sea of Clouds. And I mean, that, that it does raise some pretty interesting questions. Is there land beneath the Sea of Clouds, and what is it? Um, so maybe the Sea of Clouds was there before, but the Calamity added more to it. Maybe the Calamity allowed the people to explore it better? I don't, because, I, I because don't know. Why, I mean, if the Sea of Clouds has been there forever, why would the NPCs have not explored it by this point in time? Um, for it to be something they're still exploring. Uh, that's, that's that's a good. Question. I mean, that's a that's a good question. So I, I'm, but I maybe mean, the calamity or Bismarck or something has created like I don't know, smashed something that gave people. See, more I was access. I was thinking, yeah, somehow somehow related to Bismarck or yeah, there or, must have been some of it that was there because someone pointed out that the Zandu myth, which you know, in order for it to be myth, it has to be pretty old. Right, states that Bismarck rose them up to save them from something or other. And, and and I mean, there's been a lot of different calamities. So I, I'm this I'm, is true. Yeah, you know, like I'm uh, was Sea of Clouds born out of some calamity? Probably our calamity. Probably mm, not. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Now, now, w- what I do think, or or the question that I have is that you know, like because Henger's Crucible is in Sea of Clouds, does that give some kind of indication, some kind of clue as to the fate of East Kurthis? Did something happen in East Kurthis in uh, you know in the subsequent calamity that could have sent part of it up into the sea of clouds or is there some unique aspect to the sea of clouds something that that elevates those that part of land that happened in east kurthis because if you notice all of the land in the sea of clouds all of that is like on the bottom is very very bright green it glows kind of green ish except for hanger's crucible hanger's crucible doesn't have any green it has very little green as it's like getting close to Huh. Uh, as it's getting close to never reap but that's it like 
I, I really, guys, this is a, I mean, it's a small section of the map, but go check it out because I, the fact that this was an area in 1.0, it was named in 1.0, it had an NPC name it in 1.0, and it had full development all the way to the end of this dungeon. Now, this, this person has been running for yeah. a very long time, and see what you get at the end? You get a door. One and of those fucking doors. You get one of those. That the, we found in the, the foreland. We get one of, the, doors. one of those fucking doors, and then look at what's on the other side of it it says this is like among among these like 1.0 zones Whoa. this is one of the more developed it's ones huge. Y- you get you get some of these like it looks like uh, uh, you know like uh some of the the dravanian uh stuff that they <laughs> stuff stuff like the the carapace stuff you've also got like broken eggs here remnants of eggshells i think that this was supposed to be a very important place in terms of the narrative of 1.0 they set something very important up to happen here that never got fleshed out and if they're bringing the name back i have to think that it's fucking important i have to think that it's important because their intention their attention to detail has been immaculate and why why would you retcon something like that i think that this gives us some kind of inkling into the fate of something that's going on in the eastern part of kirthus mm, i'm looking forward to that now good find good find in your good good eye i like really sad that I wasn't more into 1.0's lore to be able to make all these connections to like ah, so cool <laughs> so again uh, on YouTube uh, make sure that you uh, follow the doppelgamer there's a lot of other videos like that uh, that are worth your time checking out if you're curious about the development in 1.0 or uh, unused areas in 1.0 uh, really fascinating stuff and we'll have a link to that on our website at limitbreakradio.com but again that's okay so that circle door at the, at right. the very end so if you go into the forelands and you fly to the northeast corner there are a, ca- a cave that you can go into that has a door just like that and then just a little bit to the south of it you have to have flying to get to this part there is uh, within the mountains a giant tower and another door right just like down there and uh by the first door there's also a giant like huge one that we were wondering you know what's that going to be for are they yeah. yeah and i actually wonder now if 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 someone were to bug through it if there would be something on the other side i i, I almost I, there there might be huh. there, there very much might be but uh i you know i think uh i you know again uh, it I, so the fact that it's a circle door, I don't think necessarily says anything because we've seen those circle doors going back all the they're way everywhere. to Zyme. Well, but they're Kurthen. They are Kurthen. Yes. yes, they're Kurthen. And then, uh, you know, th- there's that whole part of the Dravanian storyline where, you know, the, the dragons and, and, and men were, you know, they would live in harmony. And I think you get some of this, you know, they even said in terms of the story, like, like, oh, the reason that the architecture is so similar is because like this is this is is the genesis of it so i don't think that that necessarily means anything but little things like that i think will have a payoff um you know when you find little things like that in zones uh in the long term they'll uh they'll end up having a payoff and uh hopefully a pretty big one um so you know all of this pontificating that we've been doing about uh you know the airship and uh you know all of that stuff uh, i think is uh, you know i think we've laid out a pretty good case that it's going to have a pretty big payoff in the end yeah Excited for that. 
Uh, so uh, we are uh, we are running a little bit long here. Yeah, guys. we are. Uh, that uh, that conversation took a little bit more time to get through than <laughs> than I thought it might. Uh, so uh, why don't we uh, uh, real quick before we get into emails, uh, we have a, a caller patiently waiting for Ryoko, uh, Ryoko of Sergeant Gentanis. Hey, what's up, Ryoko? Hey guys, how you doing, man? doing good i've just finished uh getting to level 60 and finished the storyline just before this show show started nice congrats man congrats i hope you're ready to grind law tomes because that's <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> that's uh, the name of the game I'm now doing. well i spent all my money to get the um <laughs> to get the um eye level up there uh, even though i still got my zeta what? what? Why spend money? Don't you just have someone who can just make you all the gear that you need at cost? Because that's Hello? what I did last night. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that fortunate. I got the uh, the chivalric uh, uh, code of scouting or whatever it is. It looks really sweet. Yeah, Once you get to like 56 are. or 57, though, there's a dungeon weapon as well as storyline weapon that's better than the Zetas. Yeah. Yeah, definitely well, don't have your Zeta at this point. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been lucky lucky enough to get the drop. So my Zeta has been, been with me for th- throughout the whole journey. So uh, now, uh, Ryoko, now, uh, what do you think, uh, uh, you know, about the, the discussions that we've been having today? What do you uh, what do you want to uh, weigh in on here? Well, first, I want to I want to nitpick something with, with you and remember when you when you were claiming that you were the one that called about the new jobs not getting the Zetas is um, actually you and I had this, this discussion a year ago and you were calling me crazy. When I said I didn't think that the new jobs would ha- would should have to go through all the work to get a Zeta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so when Nero changed his opinion at some point, huh? Well, no, I mean, I, I, I think it would have been nice if they had included uh, Zetas for the three new jobs. I would have done I would have done the work to get a Zeta out of that. But grudgingly? Uh, no, I I and I think I would have I think I would have done. I, I like I mean I like doing old content as Dark Knight. I think it's fun. It, they it, didn't give you guys AF gear either, I'm hearing. No. No, but that's because they already nope. gave it a neat design. We're going to be getting the AF three or whatever with the esoteric yeah, we'll get and it. they didn't want to we'll, give them like three sets of AF right yeah. out of the gate. I would silly. be salty about that. No, it's fine. I would be. It's fine. I will, we'll, I'm surprised they gave them Ifrit, Garuda, and Titan weapons to be honest. But uh, but anyway, the reason, the reason I was saying that is because I, I, was, I was certain that Square Enix was going to make having a Zeta a requirement for expanding on your relic weapon, which obviously they've decided to go a different way with. Yeah, yeah, well, getting back to the the main discussion, um, I do think that the, the current way that go, they're going with Gaiden is as is good, is good as it is because as now it's like you have your, you're going to have your casual play, players with their own, with their own difficulty for getting through content so they can see, so they can experience the content at their own pace, which is good, which is good for them. And then you have, you'll have the savage mode for the really ha- hardcore you know, people that want the challenge, that want the hardest challenge. And, and you can build upon that without needing to shackle other people into doing it. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. Basically, I think that, uh, and Aniro, you've essentially pointed this out too, that when you have Coil, which was made for, you know, the Nikas of the world, and then you had your Crystal Towers, which was sort of an easy mode, and as much as we didn't want there to be a story mode 
for Alexander, it's probably going forward the best way to to satisfy all people is to have the, yeah. the Crystal Tower story mode be the baseline and then give a harder version of it for the Nikas. Of the but world. don't and but and, and to and well, but to and to also properly <laughs> reward that content right. as well because that was you know part of the problem that with with Savage Coil was that it was the most challenging content, the uh, really the only challenging content all the way through the end of two point five five all the way to three point but there was no incentive to do it there was that's just the a title yeah but the title is a really sh- that's really shitty and you, once no, you I do it once the, you the win you, then you got it yeah I, I if they had if they had put you know like some kind of gear along like, with it properly incentivized it then i i, I the, think a lot set, of the titles weren't even that good yeah the exactly Avatar is good i want that one. all right only because one of them. You, only because Congrats. you like the cartoon that's yeah that's it that's it. You're like a children's cartoon. Congratulations. I've, no- I've noticed that people wear them kind of as a sense of pride because well, uh, Savage T7 is the hardest one out of all of them. And so I've seen a lot of people wearing the Melustine Marauder just to kind of prove that they beat it. Sure. So, but, you know. but, but I mean, like, I think I think this way, you know, it says, OK, fine. You know, you belly acres who want who just want the story, you can have the story. And then the people who want the challenging content, we're going to properly incentivize it with this time. gear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's fair. Yep. That's totally fair. If somebody wants to whine and complain, ah, oh, it I don't I don't get to dye my gear, and I want to I don't want to have to work to dye my gear. Fuck off! Like seriously, that's the that I that is just oh I, I, that that bother because they're probably going to give you the dyeable version of it anyway towards the end of the expansion anyway. So just like shut up. Shut up! Shut up! And get good. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ryoko, anything else to add here? Yeah, most of that I think is also due to the fact that since like a good number of our the Final Fantasy fourteen in community came from eleven, so they're not really unless they played other Western MMOs. It's a it's a totally separate idea that they came with. But I mean, for also also when it comes to like one people to see all the content, you also got to look at from a developer side too because they make all the like they make the co- the whole coil and whatnot they make these really nice end game content but when you look at the numbers and see how not, like a small percentage do this content actually do and complete and experience this content they want more people to do it to to, to reflect about the amount of time and effort they put into it. Well, yeah, sure, but I mean, like, give it time, though. Like, you've got, you have to gate some content by challenge because if you don't, then everyone's going to experience everything in, in seven weeks and go, well, there's nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like You're going to be a Nika. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Nero agreed. He agreed. <laughs> Although I guess I'm already kind of at that point. I was, like, yeah, 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 I was mentioning earlier, like you have, yeah, you have Ravana weapon. What more do you have to do until raids come out? I'm now? leveling Black Rage now. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah exactly. exactly. There you go. Exactly. So you know, like, like I think, I think therein lies. You know, you you want to be able to structure your content. So yeah, the most amount of people who want to see whatever you present through that content can see it. But you don't want to. You know, the incentive has got to stay active and as soon as you know and, and Square to, to, to be fair Square Enix is really good about this as soon as you nerf that content you have to replace it with other challenging content so you know when it, you would see the next uh, you know the next turns of Binding Coil come out and they would ease the restrictions on some of the earlier turns. yeah and I think that that's the way to go about that is it. the way to go about it and that way you know like yeah there's there's some people like us who will bellyache that oh it's getting nerfed it's getting nerfed it's too easy but 
in the end, you are providing a progression model for your community. Uh, thank you for the call, Ryoko. Unfortunately, we've got to move on here if we're going to get to any emails. Uh, and I think at that we're only going to take two emails. So, uh, do you know which two? No. Uh, uh, do you have one picked out, Kahlo, that you really want to read this week? Um, I think we should not read the last one because I think it's stupid. <laughs> I thought it was cute. No, we're definitely reading. Juxta, Juxta, you're reading the last one. Oh, okay, okay, dumb. And that, now, Kahlo, how about you pick out one? Um, all right, let's let's let, let's do one for my friend Samus. Okay, all right, I'll start with that one. You then. have to read it in a real bit. I will read it, Nika. All right, this is exactly how Samus talks when me and him talk one on one because we do that all the time. Oh my God, these aether currents! <laughs> Why is Essie making us do work by questing and running around and grabbing these fucking aether currents? I mean, why can't we just get the ability to fly? How dare they make us do work? And what the actual fuck is up with us being attuned to air currents while we're on the ground? I just want to jump straight into endgame rating and be bad at my job so I can complain about how the DF and the PF are fucking terrible. Actually, they're fucking terrible now. I can't believe that people don't have Ravana on farm yet. It's already been a week since Heaven's Ward released, and people still haven't fucking farmed it. Oh my god. Oh, and also, in before the nerf Ravana hard mode, bitching. Forever yours, Samus Rageborner. Thank you. My favorite troll. Thank you so much, Samus, for that email. And, uh, you know, that does, that sums up a lot of what I hear on the Facebook groups, not to single one, anyone out, but like, this fucking Everyone Facebook on Facebook. Group. Yeah. You fucking, I like, yeah, the actual main like player groups on Facebook for fourteen. The biggest everyone ones post things like that. The oh biggest ones. They're just and it's they're shit. Serious. It's shit post after shit post. What server should I join? I'm coming back. Oh my, yeah, just fucking ridiculous. Uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that uh, Square Enix needs to ignore. That kind of casual passing belly aching that you know people who have no real investment in this game and i'm not talking casual players i'm talking people who very casually pick up this game and they have like Like three three or four gripes about it and then they put it back down and they're like that game is fucking dumb well you know what you're fucking dumb square enix doesn't need to listen you know there's five million people logging in and playing this game right now and uh you know square enix doesn't need to listen to to the vocal minority uh the it, it, it's it, fucking get your shit together facebook like seriously come on come on facebook group seriously goddamn bastards you're an inspiration for birth control <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect he was saving Ooh. that one <laughs> wow uh but accurate accurate Totally. Praise the butt god. Praise the butt. Praise the butt. Praise the butt god. All right. So, hey, LBR crew, and especially Juxta. Why especially Juxta? And especially Juxta. Maybe it's sarcastic. And especially Juxta. (laughs) Keep going. There is a. a, And especially Juxta. (laughs) Stop it. I'm going to keep repeating that every time you... Okay. I'm a long, long time listener, but this is my first time writing to the show. Thank you. Uh, the first episode I've ever listened to was the one Juxtaposition debuted on. I know it's uh, going to be an unpopular opinion, but I fell in love with him instantly. 
Shame on you, you lost the Taru speech. Yeah, shame wow. on you. <laughs> you know, that was I, really hard. Man, this guy has gone through more <laughs> more transformation. More transformation. <laughs> I see now 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 okay, so so a little a little story. So Kahlo, you had bought uh, a, 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 a had a big print commissioned by Tom Two. Yeah. Of uh, of Juxta's character transforming from a red mage Taru Taru. Yeah, yeah. It shows him in his mog house putting his AF on a mannequin right, right. and then walking out. And like kind of off into like the distance, and 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 so and then it, 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 he becomes uh, and then, Mikote, and, right. and then at the bottom it just shows him Makote Juxta, but but Mikote the way Juxta Paladin Paladin Juxta, so and it says a hero reborn, right? And, reborn. It, and it very, it's very very poignant. And I thought it was a very good gift, and he fucked it up. He completely made it what? totally irrelevant. Not just first by switching off a Paladin, and then by switching to Aura. What the fuck is this shit? Like, why am I the only only one that's pissed off you should be pissed off with me no you know what you know what this means now i'm just not gonna i'm just not gonna put as much thought into his gifts now you know i'm just gonna buy him fucking amiibos you know you know you know what this means he's gonna be purposely left off of every t-shirt and piece of marketing from now until we should just we can't trust you (laughs) no it should just be whatever my current incarnation is at that point because i'm like I am no, the no, no, I got it. No. I'm the voice for the new race. No, I got it. I for think LBR. I think we should just replace him on everything with a ditto. <laughs> <laughs> well, but here's cute, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I know is gonna fucking happen, and this is what dry this is what irks me about Still this the, the most. The most, okay, is that we're gonna get this wonderful, beautiful image from Max V that and has we're gonna, him on as a Makote! And we're gonna get it printed up on posters and t-shirts, <laughs> and we're all gonna of course you know Special all edition. of our our, our our patreon donors will of course get theirs if they you know if they gave at that level but we will also get it and the only thing that i'm gonna hear from him is gonna be like it's not my current it's not my all right no you know what you know what i'm gonna start doing not my all right this is what i'm gonna start doing whenever Fucking he goes asshole. to work and I'll, I'll, I'll get his girlfriend in on this we're just gonna fantasia him back into a cat yes <laughs> and we're gonna keep on doing that until he finally gets sick of changing back into an aura and says a lot of fine. <laughs> fine, I'll be a cat. Is that what you guys want? I'll just be a fucking cat. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. I'm a motherfucking cat. Great. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Although I don't play Final Fantasy XIV, I've followed you ever since I got hooked. I just wanted to write in to say that... Uh, that you are still have all the same magic you had back in the four, uh, 11 days. Even though I can't play 14, it feels like I know all about because of your show. Being able to live vicariously through you helps all the work days go by so quick. So I don't have uh, much more to say, but I would like to add that you should all take it easy on Juxta. <laughs> take it no. easy on Juxta. Yeah, yeah, no. okay. Did you um, write this, Juxta? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, have n- I did not write this. That's why I'm making him read it. At least, you know, like... You could tell I didn't write it because I'm stumbling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really sad how mean you are to him sometimes, considering he brings a lot of laughs and hearts to the show. Forever a fan, uh, Lila uh, Rindare, formerly of Fairy 11. A P.S. Why did you bring Kahlo back? He's kind of a pig. Yeah, what the (laughs) fuck? <laughs> no, no, okay. Eat it, dude. Look, look, I realized back in the 11 days, maybe, you know, a, a, a little bit, okay, I, I kind of got around a little, but I will have you know I am happily engaged now, okay, and, and we're waiting for our wedding date to come up, okay? I resent that. 
Lila. Still butthurt. Fuck off. Uh, I, that that was that was good. That was good. It was pretty good. Eh? We're all uh, we're all butt healed. I think we're I think I think we've got time for one more. Nika, do you, would you like to take one? Would you like to pick one out here? Uh, <laughs> we, sure. we we used we used the first and the last one. So any right. of the ones in the middle. Let's pick one that talks more about Heaven's Word, considering that's one that we've been talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. How about a, just a nice one from Artorias Sonic Strife on Phoenix? He says, hey guys, hope you're all well. My time with Heaven's Word has been amazing. I started as soon as it was live, and I have been playing every day since. Don't worry, though. I have not deprived myself of sleep. Oh, I was hoping he would say it was a uh, poop stocking. Nope, no, okay. <laughs> this expansion has been truly amazing. Just beat Bismarck X last night, which is a super fun fight. The thing that's impressed me the most, though, is the story. So many great moments. Not too sure about some of the voice changes, but most have stayed faithful enough to the original. The whole story had me gripped from the start, even shed a tear at a certain moment. We all Slash cry. And the last fight was amazing. I'm going to skip the next sentence for spoilers. As a ninja, I'm impressed with my new skills. I have now have and makes the job even more fun to play, even if I'm constantly stealing hate in the dungeons. But hey, that's what the new aggro skills are for. Wars have also become even more of a DPS god, it seems. At least my friend has. All in all, couldn't have asked for a better expansion and can't wait for Alexander with my mates. Thanks for a great show as always, guys. Atorious Strife, Sonic Strife of Phoenix. Thank you very much for all of the emails. And uh, yeah, glad to see that uh, so many people are having fun with the expansion. Some of those voice changes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo the sentiment. Some of the voice changes in there have really been throwing me off big time. But, I mean, but they may be different, but at least they're all still good. They're right. They are. You're right. They are all still good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, different. Yeah, difference. Not necessarily bad. It's just right. In fact, Maybe you guys should be like looking forward to Minfilia. Maybe she'll be good now. Hashtag where's Minfilia? <laughs> Hashtag bring like back if the we Minfilia. Do get her back. It won't be till like three point five. She's gonna be the only one with the same voice actress. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everyone's going to be here, though, that they didn't change the Japanese actors. It's just the English ones. So I can't help but wonder if that's a contract issue or if that's a all yeah. our fans are bitching about the voice acting. Let's change it all. There could there's a lot of things at play there. There it could be it could be a great number of things. I mean, we don't we don't even really know when the voiceover uh, voiceovers for 2.0 were initially recorded and how much it was recorded. I mean, they could have recorded every piece of dialogue from 2.0 to 2.5 in one recording session you know what i mean like if Man, you, spoilers uh, well i mean <laughs> you know they've got all of this narrative planned out ahead of time and i, I don't see you know what uh, what we could do as a community that would make them have to make square enix have to react i mean if you've got all of the dialogue written just record it all at one time so if they recorded all of the dialogue for 2.0 and then it came time for you know recording the stuff for 3.0 I'm, I'm assuming that they would probably record that all as one big session as well and and, uh, you know, if if you're doing that, it may be something as simple as the actor that played X was on a job that day and couldn't make that session. You know what I mean? Like it, it we we're putting a lot of thought into it. But, uh, you know, it could be something as simple as that. Like the actor just straight up wasn't available. Um, so or maybe uh, the actor's dead. Drug, <laughs> drug, drug overdose. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Although I thought Emmerich sounded the same, but he is. Yeah, no, Emmerich is the same guy because he has a very distinctive accent that I think you would know if they changed him. Okay. 
right. So then it makes me wonder if it's just like a contract thing or they Again, could, I don't know. yeah, like certain people could have just not been available and they had mm-hmm. to work with whoever they could grab. Who knows? You, you I mean, you know, the the uh the actual like industry side of these things is uh sometimes very difficult to know. How is that guy naked? What the fuck? says someone in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the censorship bar. <laughs> Yes, it, it just, just makes it worse. It just, I told you. It just fills. Yeah, the the mind fills in. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you all very much for your emails, and uh, glad that we were able to get to emails this week. Although we are uh, we are running pretty long. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, we're at two and a half hours. Yeah, we are at I have a thing to go to tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> the- <laughs> Uh, there's, there's actually, there's even some, uh, some story discussion that we did not get a chance to get to. Which honestly, though, I think that that can probably take yeah, it. Can, oh, yeah. Show even. One oh day. yeah. We could, we could probably, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot that we could talk about there. So, uh, but thank you guys for, uh, for joining us, uh, this afternoon. This is, uh, this has been a really fun discussion. It's been I went, great having the full cast in. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, I, I, are so mean. We're, not, <laughs> we're including you All too, right, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about me. Well, look, Nika. You, you realize it because nobody else will. You, re- I, you realize you realize <laughs> that Nero has the cardboard cutout like stand from GameStop that has a dragoon on it, and it brings the exact same thing to the show that Escalier does. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides, we we all know what Escalier is thinking anyway. They'll see me next episode. <laughs> been the best drop ever <laughs> that was really good that was really good by the way uh i do want to i do want to point out uh some of the more recent additions to our drop pool have been from dragon ball z abridged which is uh, a great internet project if you've never seen it what the fuck is wrong with you uh go check it out it's from a uh, production group named team four star and i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be uh, you know like okay don't lie to us I'm, I'm not i'm not all right stop lying for now uh <laughs> Uh, you know, with, with it, a lot of the drops that we take, of course, you know, are from like really recognizable things like Archer and it's always sunny. And we do those because we really like those. And it's it, we it's we also are using drops from Dragon Ball Z abridged, not just because we really like the show or because, because it's really, really likes the show funny. But it is sort of I'm, I'm going to cop to it. It is sort of a notice me senpai. Like I'm hoping I'm just <laughs> I'm hoping that one of the team four star guys catches wind of it. And they're like, wait, somebody uses parts of our show for drops like on a morning show. What the fuck? And like like that's I mean, it's it's kind of uh, kind of a, a bit a bit selfish and self set, but it is sort of a notice me senpai thing. But that does. Well, OK, now that you've said that I'm socially awkward. Yeah, that's you. You're congratulations. Yeah. So uh uh, it, it, yeah, definitely make sure that you uh, check out Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Very, very, very funny stuff. But your your opening drop from that came from DBZ. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I have that one prepped if we need it. Okay, go for it. Yeah, hit it. I am hilarious and you will quote everything I say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just, I wanted to, uh, I, I definitely wanted to take a second to spotlight another great, like, internet project. They've got their own Patreon as well. They're not, you know, some, like, fucking Funimation funded thing it's just dudes doing this for the love of doing it sort of like we do so kooky being the great pr person that she is has actually linked their youtube and our twitch chat they also thank you and they also have a website too with a whole bunch of content that's not on youtube so make sure that uh you uh you check that out as well uh so uh that's gonna do it for episode number 20 of limit break radio i want to thank all 200 
269 of you that are We were up to 298 at one point. Wow. Hot damn. I want to thank all 269 of you that are watching live right now on Twitch.tv. If you're listening on our podcast, you can get in on the fun. That's Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. You can chat along with the chat room. There is... We have grown quite a little community in our Twitch chat. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes it's a little bit... It can be a little bit nerve-wracking just sort of like stepping into a place where everyone kind of knows each other. That's okay, because we got lots of uh, lurkers, too. Yeah, and and lurking is fine. Just listening is fine. Uh, But we hope that you'd want to get involved with the Limit Break Radio community. So That's when the real fun happens. We won't bite, promise. uh, We won't bite hard. Uh, I make no promises, either one. uh, But, uh, you know... if you know introduce yourself to the chat uh it's it's not just us like it's not just you know wanting to interact with us in the show um but there's a whole huge community of people awesome people in our chat room that surround you know that are big fans of limit break radio and uh if if you like the show you'll probably like them as well so uh if you are a lurker and you've been kind of playing with the idea of saying hi introducing yourself or getting involved in the show or calling the show we want to encourage you to do that i want to thank hey, already two lurkers have shut it out in the chat already that's yeah. what's up that's yeah. that's what's Welcome. up wolf stealth that's what's and up sleepy time lurk life uh and uh and uh, you know if uh, if you want to call the show and you know you're a little nervous we, we get that you know it can be a little bit you know a little bit of pressure uh when you're on the spot and uh, you know suddenly you're you're live on a on a radio show i've been on the other side of that before with my blood pumping and you know going oh god what am i going to say and you know writing down all my points and uh, everything like that. Uh, I want to thank all of our callers today. Uh, all of you guys were spectacular and brought up really great points. And <laughs> all the lurkers added, are jumping up now. And yeah, a whole bunch of them are saying hi. Luna that's, Light says she's the first time listener and lurking. She'll be back. That's what's up. So yeah, it, 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 it come lurkers back. gonna lurk. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the first first okay one. That's been the first okay one. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, if, uh, you know, if you want to get involved, uh, please, uh, you know, don't don't hesitate to do so. Uh, There's there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved with the show. Calling is just one way. You can also tweet us at Limit Break Radio. You can get involved in our Facebook page. That's Facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio. You can, uh, of course, chat along with us at Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Follow us because we stream all the time not just heaven's word but other stuff as well uh you can sub to the podcast at limitbreakradio.com head to itunes leave us an itunes review it helps other people find the show and we want other people to find the show uh and uh, you can find us anywhere that you subscribe to your podcasts we are available there any information that you need that's at limitbreakradio.com this podcast will come out on tuesday so if you're looking to kill some time and maybe you only caught half of this episode catch the first half when it hits our website at limitbreakradio.com on tuesday and we are a weekly final fantasy 14 talk show so come back next sunday at 2 p.m we're gonna say 2 p.m 2 p.m is when we've been able to hit this pretty well uh come back next week right here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio at 2 p.m and uh we'll we'll be talking about uh probably more heaven's word because i mean you know what else oh alexander we'll be we'll probably be talking Alexander. 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 But uh, to be fair, Alexander is Heaven's Ward. Well, that's true. Heaven's gonna ward. <laughs> 
Alexander story mode. This place is boring. <laughs> There's the, yeah, that's uh, that may be uh, a, a summary. But tune in next week to find out what do we feel about Alexander. Uh, that's all going to be on uh, the next episode of Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my co-host Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, Nika Kayanian, and even though he couldn't be here, number six, Ascalia Rayumasa. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Scry De La Rosa, Zurian Urexin, Satori Komeji, Carquin Elbarn, Rajan Nelka, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.